Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is an extra 1063 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 1063 FM or download the extra 1063 app. <laughs> now we're talking. How's it going? 303. And it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. With Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls, you and all Miss Flounder. Weekend ahead, and here in Atlanta area, sunny and mild, high around 60. Not too shabby. Might have to hit some balls this weekend. <laughs> anyway, boys, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, including we should all team in together. Bye bye, Fanny. Bye bye. There's no way that she could get me now survive the latest. We'll talk about it. Anyway, uh, uh, Pete Day will have holy crap at sports. We have games and teases, and we've got uh, Flounders Funnies. And where do you hear about uh, the latest with the ethics boards and the president talking about sex and says, Saturday! Yeah, the president, apparently, President Poundo. Uh, is bragging about his sexual prowess, and that's the secret to a good marriage with Jill the doctor, is good sex. Oh, God, you know, the visual alone. Oh, Mr. Erector set trying to make it up the stairs. Anyway, uh, 304, Kimber Pete Flounder. Pete Davis, what's new in the mountains of Macon, sir, in this beautiful, beautiful, mild, and light, breezy afternoons. Gorgeous. Guess who was asking about you this morning? Well, obviously some hot babe probably stopped over at the Waffle House and they said, hey, do you work with a Kimmer? Because I've always wanted, what? Well, I'm sorry. I, I got a thing going on my head. I can't, I, I got, something's wrong and it's in there and I, I it's, it's just, it's, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. What did you say? <clears throat> well, guess who asked about you this morning? Uh, well, okay. You were living at Mountain, a waitress, some waitress you stopped in for a breakfast and uh, she saw your shirt and it said something and she said, oh, do you, I don't know. I have no, I'm possible. Nobody. Oh, man, that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Guess there's an a-hole. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> you know, I live alone. <laughs> you know, I, I go home in the dark and say, I'm home, honey. You know, I, I, honey, you know, yeah, up the darkened stairs. <laughs> I leave the TV on so there's at least there's a little glowing something in the corner of the, when I get upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Flounder's got the sweetest girl in the freaking world. Uh, God, she had a twin about 20 years older, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, anyway, Flounder, what's your uh, plans for the weekend? Anything? I hope Miss Veronica's is feeling better. Uh, yeah, she, she's starting to, but she's still dealing with this allergy infection. But oh, her brother's man, birthday is tonight, so we're going to go to some brewery in Norcross and have uh, some beers and dinner. Oh, there you go. Well, that'll be fun. And uh, 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 Pete, uh, any weekend uh, activity plans or anything in the beautiful weather? This weekend, actually, I have a friend who's playing at uh, some pub uh, tomorrow night, so I'll probably uh, go check with that. Oh, really? I mean, like a band? You yeah. mean singer? Or, or... Yeah, he, he plays by himself, piano and guitar. So it'd be interesting to see. It's what not Johnny. Uh, uh, our, uh, Johnny, our, oh, Johnny, our, our Johnny guy. Johnny Perrazzo. Johnny Perrazzo. 
No. Oh, no okay. What? How's no. he doing, by the way? He was he was great, man. I used to. I had more fun with him doing stuff with his piano, telling jokes. He and he did great, uh, like tribute, funny comedy things. I mean, he was really, really good. I'm really enjoying. I hope he's still doing stuff. He was a, a, a popular local piano playing comedian. I remember singer. during COVID, he would play at this pizza joint where people would just go pick up their orders. Yeah. And he would play outside. Blue really? car cool. coming to get their pizzas and pepperoni. And he's he just a, sit he's a great and, guy. Yeah. Just, I, in fact, he's somewhere in my phone. I think I have his. I still have his. I haven't talked or texted to him in a couple of years. I think I, I, I should contact him. Hope he's doing all right. Anyway, uh, 307, three oh three. Well, God, three oh seven. I can't believe it. Uh, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Here's a number: 404 I almost wasn't going to talk about this, and then I, uh, as I was talking to Pete earlier today, I, I kind of thought I, I had I hit a deer last night. Not, not, thank God, not full big time Charlie, but the whole thing is absolutely flabbergasting to me. When I, and I'll give the, I'll give specifics because this doesn't make any sense. Uh, when I leave here, uh, the route I took normally is I, 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 I go up Powers Ferry Road north and then take go east on Terrell Mill. For those who know the area near the ballpark here, those are main roads. Okay, Powers Ferry is a big like four lane, six lane highway. Terrell Mill's a four lane or five lane. It changes stuff highway with a divided. Continent stuff and everything. I mean, there are major roadways, okay? So I'm going east on Terrell Mill, past Indian Trail. And again, I'm being specific only for those who live in the neighborhood because you need to know this. Uh, as I'm going east past uh, Indian Trail, and it was it was dark. It was, by this time, it was very dark. And all of a sudden, I see a deer miss in front of my headlights on the left side of my car, and I swerved, and a, another deer, they come in twos. And son of a gun, another deer glanced off my right front bumper, and I, 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 I swerved and I stopped. You know, I hit the brakes and he took off. So I knew he, I didn't. He didn't hit. Oh my! I, he hit my car. I, I more than I hit him or her. Probably I think it was a doe. It was I didn't see any horns, but I, but I couldn't see. It was just it was a blur. I mean, and it came out of no, it was a dark. It came out of nowhere. And by the way, the speed limit there is forty or forty-five miles an hour. So I, I mean, I can't believe anything about this. How could two deer be running across someone's lawn onto a busy highway where cars are going forty or fifty miles an hour? Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. Terrell Mill, about quarter seven last night or something like that. Seven o'clock. I, I couldn't believe it. Mayor Highway. Not that smart. I know, but how did they even get that? I mean, that, that's not an area where you'd think. I mean, there's woods nearby. It's still a suburban area. I, but God, I mean, anyway, the reason I'm doing this is because I, I thought I felt horrible. That oh my God, I you know, uh, and I figured there's going to be blood on my car. I hit the deer. But luckily, thank God, I did, it was a glancing blow, but scared the crap out of me. I mean, really. And again, so be, uh, the, the, I guess the uh, deer going in the road season's not over. I thought that was, you know, in late spring when they start rutting and stuff. But, man, I they're guess all the over, they're all over my road. Well, yeah, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of. Uh, I'm right by the river and yeah. national parks. Yeah. So. And, of course, where I go to the stable up in Milton and Alpharetta, Al- more, and more Alpharetta than Milton. Uh, it's not Milton. It's Alpharetta. Um, and uh, I mean, they're up in the back of the woods up in there. There's a thousand of them. So, I mean, they're, but still, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. On Terrell Mill, cars mm-hmm. zipping 40, 50 miles an hour. Anyway, so just I, I say it to be careful because you don't want to do that. Last night on Netflix, there's a Richard Attenborough special about color and how animals use color and everything. Really? Do you do you know why a tiger is orange? Um, I think the skin is orange, not the fur. I think they're born yeah. with orange flesh, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Zebras, too, I think, are born with their flesh yeah. that way. 
We have three color receptors. Deer only have two, so they can't register orange. So the tiger walking up on them, it's almost, the, and they did the camera angle where you take away the orange, and the deer can't see the tiger. Oh, my it's God. Almost Are like you it's serious? In, it's almost like it's invisible, and it walks up. And the only way the deer survive is they hang around something called a linger monkey, which is the eye of the jungle, and the monkeys can see yeah. the tiger, and they start oh screaming, and the deer take off. Holy and everyone says, and everyone says, well, why, if the tiger has orange, why doesn't it just have a green coat and doesn't have to worry about the orange and it can just blend into everything? Because mammals, including us, cannot produce the pigment green. No kidding. Well, the frogs are green. Well, they're, they're not, not mammals. mammals. They're not mammals. Yeah. So mam mammals, well, I'll be damned. We do blue, red, all orange, everything but green. You talk about well, humans only have you know the three or four shades of color, but but animals have very bright different. Well, I'll be damned. But that's amazing. The tigers, they're invisible to deer. Oh my God, in the dark. Wow. It, it, seriously, you 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 and I can see it, and then they put the camera on it where the orange goes away, yeah. and the thing disappears. I'll tell you, I, I've never seen, I've never been disappointed watching Richard Attenborough in anything he's done. I, I you know, I, I mean, this this is old fuddy-duddy television, but I'm telling you what, this is really entertaining stuff. I love it stuff is. like that. Uh, and his, his accent, you know, is also is, uh, oh, very yes. proper, you know, yes, yes. <laughs> I, love his, the I love the way he pronounces stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of one where the, where the British pronunciation of a word is exactly the Schedule opposite. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's, it's, got, like, he's got a pith helmet on. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but I'm trying to think of some of the great words where they I may mean, just... Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, controversy. Uh, yeah, for stuff like that. Yeah, controversy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, 312, 312. It's Letter Rip Friday. Anything goes. Here's the number, 404-741-1230. Uh, we have, um, they're looking for a subject of interest, a person of interest at University of Georgia in the death of that young lady, Lakin Riley, who was a student, a nursing student, and she was out for a ride and working. We'll, we'll talk more about it. 22 years old, found dead and beaten and uh, with visible injuries, actually, a homicide of some kind. And they have a person of interest and they've been looking at stuff across the street and dumpsters and gas station things. So they're, they're, they're clo hopefully closing in on something. We'll keep you updated. The big story, though, uh, we got to, to the, the big story. Bye bye, Fanny. Holy cow. If you haven't heard about the if you're watching, listening to the news 20 minutes, 15 minutes ago, uh, then you got it. But Fanny, Fanny, Fanny. <laughs> Bobo, Fanny, see you around. Fanny is she's there's no way can she, she can survive this. In fact, she ought to be uh, in line for a mugshot. Remember how excited she was to put Donald Trump in front of trying to get a mugshot of him? Well, she and her lover boy, oh, Mr. BBC, uh, ought to be um, in time for mugshots too because they just got caught committing perjury. <laughs> More about them. We'll compare what they said to what they found. Uh, 313, let her rip Friday with a Kimber Pete and Flounder right here. Well, tomorrow, Monday, either, one, either one's fine. Good <laughs> morning, those beautiful morning bastards. Man, they're getting me good for some reason. I don't, Wow. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, it's okay, though, because we're all on the same team here, and uh, we're all sticking together. Uh, 319, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. How's it going? Happy, beautiful, freaking Friday afternoon. Let it rip. 404-741-1230. And Howie Epstein, the bass player with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, on this day in 2003, died of of a suspected drug overdose in New Mexico. Howie Epstein had replaced the Heartbreakers' original bassist, Ron Blair, 
Epstein also worked with Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash, Stevie Nicks, Roy Orbison, Carl Perkins, Linda Ronstadt, and Del Shannon. Good grief. Bass player for Tom Petty. Drug overdose. Didn't say how old he was here, and I didn't look it up. So I don't know what to tell you. Now, let's see. A birthday list includes a naughty little Dakota Fanning. She's now freaking 30. She was Sarah Howard on Alienist, Cherry Curry on The Runaways, Jane in the Twilight movies, uh, I Am Sam, Uptown Girls, War of the Worlds, Charlotte's Web, and God, 50, what was a Tom Cruise when she did? Uh, uh, and the little... I don't know. She was in The Last Denzel Washington, The Equalizer. She was in the last one. She was? What, yeah. What role did she have in The Last Equalizer? She's a CIA agent in The Equalizer 3. Oh, I don't. Oh, wait, Equalizer the three. One, oh no, I haven't seen that one. That's no, out. Is it out? It. Or it must be Netflix. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. well, how do? I... <laughs> of course. Yeah, I got to get that Amazon, watch. I got to get the app for my watch so I can watch a movie on my watch now because I'm old and they don't really, you know, have old people. Founder, would you ever. put Netflix on his damn laptop so we can get this? Three twenty one. Yes, we'll put it on his uh, iPad this weekend. Uh, Three twenty one <laughs> here with a camera feed of Flounder. And our on our history list today. Okay, speaking of musical music. On this day in 2006, the one billionth legally downloaded song was purchased on iTunes. That song, Speed of Sound, from Coldplay's 2005 album X and Y. One billionth downloaded song on iTunes uh, 2006. Okie dokie, how you doing? 321, Kim Repeat and Flounder. This hour, by the way, is sponsored by our good friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, then visit firstlibertyga.com. Um, uh, by the way, boom, boom, let's see. Oh, we got to get to that Fanny story. And, uh, I mean, just a, I just can't believe this. I can't believe this. What was she thinking? And some commentary on what it means. Oh, we got all this stuff. First of all, I got uh, Flounders sent me an email. <laughs> I got, uh, you know, I, I really do appreciate it when uh, now, Pete Davis, <laughs> you're you're officially the producer, so th- this really is directed to you as much as it is as it is to me. But and I, I got, it's, your uh, feedback is important. I know we, we I, that's what I'm going to say. We Let's appreciate this. Let's spread the blame around. No, no, we just it, I, it's my name on the show, but it's all you know where it's a thing here. Where you know, and so I think we we need to share the. Uh, but I'll take full responsibility because my name's on the show, so I'm not trying to pass a buck in any way. But this is a little uh, constructive criticism, and I shall read it now about how I love it when people tell me what I should be doing on my program. Uh, This is from uh, Dale, uh, and it says, Please stop talking about Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey... The Bachelor, or any other, like the Bachelorette, the Farmer Wants a Wife, um, all of the, the old Golden Bachelor, all those stuff, and stop talking about all those shows and women's feet. I'm a longtime listener and love all you guys and wish the best. <laughs> Hell, Flounder was a senior at GSU my freshman year. It gives off a weird vibe that y'all should be more aware of. This is just advice, not an on-air request or a complaint to management. Uh, I'm one of your biggest fans. I love what you're doing for the common sense voters. Go get them, guys. Guys love from Mayretta. Uh, it, it's, I don't know what the name is. It doesn't matter. But anyway, um, I listen, I don't bring, I mean, it comes up. It's a story. I mean, ever since when Barbie came out, the interviewer, they said, oh, you're not, you're getting so much attention. She said, well, what's it like? She says, well, the thing I can't believe is all, all the guys want to do is ask me to send pictures of my feet. 
You know, I mean, I, and this, and that girl, the, the phony black girl, it was the NAACP chairman. It was a fake, and she's really white. I forgot her name. You know, uh, um, we just talked Rachel about Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal. She said she's on OnlyFans now because men want to see pictures of her feet. That's not me. I didn't do anything. Okay. Anyway, I thought that was pretty. The man freaking. just begged you to stop talking about that. <laughs> I don't know if it was a man. It sounded like a girl to me, but I may. Yeah, I could have been a man. He didn't want to talk about people get hip, hooking up and getting, you know. In fact, I've got, I watched Farmer Wants a Wife last night, and I don't know, God, the whole thing makes me ill. <laughs> it's cringeworthy. I, can, I just can't imagine dating, you know, saying, well, well so tell me, uh, what are you in five years? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> did they show what happened to last year's couple? Did they get married? Are they together? What, what's going on uh, from last year? They, last year they, have not, they have not shown that. Uh, and well, I think for one thing, it was only well. I don't know. Uh, again, the, the 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 tape I saw last night was was really great weather. So obviously, it was filmed last summer because they're out in shorts and uh, you know hot weather and stuff. So you know the delay on these things. Who knows? Anyway, uh, I, I, we won't dwell on that. But we will dwell. Uh, and I've got more email uh, things to it. I want to talk about my iPad thing. I kept I went screaming into flounders <laughs> in the studio control room right next to me. I said, "Damn it! All this interruption!" And then and then I by accident figured it out. I still don't know what I hit that made it go back to normal on my iPad. Uh, but again, and I want to thank Kevin, my uh, Delta pilot, for helping me out. But that, but then it turned up dead this morning because of. So I, I'll, anyway, I'll talk about it. Okay. Fanny, 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 Fanny. Uh, Justin, uh, Fanny Willis's pants are actually on fire, ladies and gentlemen. This video of the... <clears throat> if they aren't, they ought to be, and for the wrong reason. Now, she, obviously, she's a, she's a hot pants babe, you know. I mean, she's hot in every way. And it turns out she's a lot hotter than she wanted us to know. Yes. Here's the latest information after Fanny Willis said, Oh, no, we, I was, we were never <laughs> we were never boyfriend-girlfriend. He was never humping me until after I hired him. So it was not like I was paying him off or doing me good for a year or two years or anything like that. <clears throat> Okie dokie. Well, let's, uh, let's review. Okie dokie. She and her special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, her lover, were dating at Trist's at her apartment well before they claimed it. Cell phone data. Wade, the boyfriend, visited the exact area where the DA was renting her condo 35 times before <laughs> their minute affair. <laughs> yeah, she, she said, she said, uh, uh, she said uh, she, when they asked her how many times he had visited her at her apartment in Hapeville, she said, oh, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, sloughed it off. Well, AT&T phone records, we'll have more on that, by the way. Well, AT&T phone records gleaned from the uh, Wade phone pinged off specific cell phone towers where she lived and the sheer volume of data according to the investigator filed with the Fulton County Superior Court uh, they filed on two specific dates uh, they uh, at 3 28 in the morning he went home and texted her at 4:20, and then one morning uh, one night at 11 32 he arrived there and left at 12 30 uh, no he stayed there at 4 55 a.m. so I mean stuff like this is going on and this is the apartment that she was running from her former close friend who testified that uh, they were kissing and making out and boyfriend girl in 2019, three years before she claimed she was uh, playing hide the Zorgata Zorgata, I'm sorry, hide the Zorgata Zorgata with her boyfriend. And by the way, this is this is the killer. Okay, we, we've now, they, they can prove that they were together at her place 35 times before she admitted it. This is my favorite. <clears throat> Lover boy and Fanny the Floozy made more than 2,000 
voice calls to each other, 2,000 voice calls, and 12,000 text messages over the 11-month period in 2021. Again, before she hired him. 2,000 voice voice calls and 12,000 text messages in 11 months. Okay, so that's uh, that's more than 1,000 a month, which would be... Uh, let's see, would be, would be 350 a week, which would be, God, 70 to 33 or 70. It's like 70. That'd be one every 20 minutes. That, that, but isn't that like 60? Oh, my God, isn't that like 60 text messages a day? Wow. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> Holy crap. No, now, wait a minute. All right, it's a, so it's, let's say it's a little over 1,000 in one month. So 30 days. So in 30 days of 1,000 is... Uh, is uh, <laughs> I'm having trouble with this math. <laughs> it's uh, 300. And if you divide it by four, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's like every 20 minutes they're, they're texting. Holy crap. I love this. Uh, by the way, uh, this is the funny thing. Uh, Donald Trump's lead attorney, Stephen Sadow. By the way, Stephen Sadow, I, I don't know whether Fanny is ever familiar with Stephen Sadow. Stephen Sadow has been a big-time, big-shot lawyer for 50 years, it seems like, around here. I mean, this guy, is, he, he, you know, he's nobody's fool. And when Stephen Sadow set her up, here's what he did. Um, uh, Sadow uh, filed the document in the court today, and he asked for a response. He said, uh, so if phone records were to reflect that you were making calls from the same location as the condo in November 2021 on multiple occasions the phone records would be wrong and her lover boy said if the phone record reflected that yes sir stayed out they'd be wrong yes they'd be wrong well that was a lie the special prosecutor said they been in, oh he said he could have been in the area for any number of reasons you know going to local restaurants or going to the Porsche Experience Center uh, but, <laughs> but they they checked out with the analytics tool called Cellhawk used for analysis pinpointing accurate possibility excludes them he could not have traveled along either I-75 or 85 close to the nearby attractions or the airport they could track his phone and prove he's lying again they got lie after lie after lie. And, and with her, if I, are we taking a quick break here? Is that the, can I get to 10 seconds? Yeah, we also got Trucker John on the line, and he wants oh, to comment on this. Excellent, excellent. And we can take him now if you want. We've okay, got plenty of time. Okay, I'll, just, I'll wrap this up real quick and get the hip to it. Wade, it says that Wade visited her at her condo when, when he was at, when Willis replied, when asked how many times Wade visited her at the condo, she said, oh, I don't think often, but I, I want to speculate. And Sado tried to get her to answer, and she said, uh, he said, well, let's say more than 10. Well, I'm not sure that's even accurate. Uh, he came, picked me up, gone and grabbed some food. I don't remember him being in the condo a lot. Oh, my God. Uh, her, her friend uh, testified there was no doubt they were having a romantic relationship. Uh, in fact, with all the... And by the way, she can't... Like, she, she's lying. She per- committed perjury. And she... And by the way, there's a lot more charges than that. Uh, trying to distract an investigation, obstruction of justice. I mean, she's done all kinds of things to try to railroad her ability to handle this case. That's not the way a case is supposed to be handled by a district attorney's office. The Fulton County DA? That's it. You can't do that. I mean, she's got to go, but she's also going to be arrested. She ought to be arrested for perjury and obstruction of justice. And by the way, they ought to be taking freaking mugshots of the two of them. Man, would that be funny? Okay, now, did you say Trucker John? That's correct. Trucker John, you're on the radio, man. How's it going? What's up? Hey, Kimmer. How you doing, bud? Yeah. Pete Flounder, y'all be good on Friday, all right? Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, that Fanny the Floozy has got to be <laughs> the dumbest. Yeah. <laughs> district attorney I think I have ever heard in my life. 
Not only that, the balls on this woman. Talk about an uppity black chick. I mean, that, that, that's one of the most horrible phrases to use on a, on a powerful black woman. But this is no more than an uppity black chick. She's not a powerful black woman. She's a freaking fraud and a liar. And as far as I'm concerned, a crook. A misuse of funds? Oh, oh you've got to be yeah. kidding me. This is, yeah. no, this is no black leader woman. They keep giving her awards for, for black associations and stuff. You've got to be kidding me. She's a freaking disgrace for black women or any women, especially women trying to break the glass ceiling. She's the DA. I guarantee she wanted to be Atlanta mayor. That's why she was doing all this, to go get Trump, to put her in the mayor's office. And now she ought to be thrown out of office in disgrace and stand up now. And by the way, the Supreme Court of Georgia is going to be deciding whether she deserves to keep this job or not. You know, I mean, so well, I mean, here we go, man. <laughs> I, 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 I think she had aspirations bigger than mayor. Jimmer. Well, I think she. Yes. I think she was going to take Stacey Abrams' place. She wanted to be governor. Yeah, maybe so, or maybe a congresswoman. I bet congresswoman was in her sights. Cabinet member. Uh, yeah, or, or yeah, yeah, like uh, like uh, the yeah. cocaine. cocaine uh, what's her name? The one before us. Uh, I forgot her. The mayor. Jail, jailbird would be a better, a yeah. better name. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Hey, Jay, yeah. be careful out there. Uh, uh, three, uh, what? <laughs> you know what the so. biggest thing I took out of that article? What's that? There are apartments in Hapeville? <laughs> well, the guy keep their side pieces somewhere near the airport. You know, all the basketball <laughs> players <laughs> got their side pieces and got to go somewhere. Uh, 333, Kevin Pete and Flounder, Letter Rip Friday, man. This is going to be fun. Look out. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought this was kind of a silly little song. It kind of reminded me of, uh, of what's the name with silly love songs, Paul McCartney. That's McCartney. It. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson, 338 with the Kimmer Pete and Flounder. And it was on this day. Uh, 2003, the News of the World reported that Michael Jackson had undergone scores of painful operations to strip his body of black skin until he appeared white. They said surgeons at a Santa Monica clinic eventually refused him any more treatments. An insider told the paper that Jackson had been anesthetized on a weekly basis to have his skin peeled and bleached. Now, was that ever true? Wasn't it, he didn't, didn't he have a disease? Didn't he, wasn't he actually suffering from that disease where your skin changes, has different splotches or something? The, the, and although I, 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 I remember thinking, oh, my God, the poor bastard was trying to ble keep his skin bleached the same way he was trying to keep his voice high. And he was just trying to make himself continue to be a kid singing sensation type thing. So I don't know. I don't know what's true or not. I can't tell you. Uh, let's see. Birthdays include uh, Emily Blunt. You like her a lot, I think, Pete, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Em see. Emily Blunt is 40. That's right. She's in Oppenheimer. She does a good job in Oppenheimer. Well, let me go ahead and read this. Emily Blunt, 41, in Oppenheimer. Oh, sorry. Pete already mentioned it. Uh, she was in. <laughs> Just for that, I'm going to start doing sports birthdays before you start. Holy crap, it's sports at 515. Uh, Emily Blunt, 41, in Oppenheimer. And The Rocks co-star in the Jungle Cruise movie. You may have loved her in Into the Woods, Mary Poppins Returns, The Adjustment Bureau. That's one. Uh, with, was that Tom Cruise? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Adjustment Bureau. The Devil Wears Prada. And for killing Tom Cruise over and over again in Edge of Tomorrow. That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> Emily Blunt, 41. 
There you go. And Tom Cruise again. God, that guy is in movies. And let's see. Our uh, check on the history list. <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm that's, just... that's a bold statement there. You might want to walk that one back. <laughs> He's just, what? I was trying to find my next spot that I just, it's one of those, well, let me see what I got here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up. Tom Cruise is in uh, movies. Boy, some, gosh, really, he made some movies, hasn't he? Well, golly. Uh, in 1861, Abraham Lincoln was the president-elect. But there would be no giant parade with cheering crowds and throngs and a speech to mark the occasion on his swearing-in. Instead, on this day in 1861, they had to sneak Lincoln into Washington, D.C. in secret because somebody had just tried to kill him in Baltimore. So, anyway... And luckily, it turned out fine, and he lived a long, happy... Oh, sorry. Uh, 340, uh, can repeat in Flounder. How's it I don't know. 404-741-1230. You know what I was thinking about today? How come in men's jeans, how come in men's jeans, the zipper is too short? What? The zipper, have you, have you I guarantee you, you've noticed men in the, if there's guys in men's room, how many guys have you seen have to actually unzip their jeans and lower them a little bit? Because the zi- the zipper on men's jeans doesn't go down very far, so you have to push the jeans down to get John Henry out of the, uh, the All right. I'm serious. Oh, okay. No, no. I, I mean, now it's not a thing. To... No, it's. I, I guarantee you. you don't, nobody's known that. All right. Any guy who's had, who knows what the camera's exactly talking about, and it's not a big thing. I can't. I, in fact, you, you know, you're. That's what she said. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> you know what I hate? I hate that you get the zipper down. And then somehow the opening to the underwear has just gone around to your butt. Well, that's why you need the pouch. You need the pouch. I'm telling you, the jockey pouch is the greatest invention in underpants. And anyway, so I'm telling you, I I mean, the jeans, they're just, they they don't go lower far enough. You have to push push them way down to be able to do the thing. Anyway, 342. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. I'm glad I was thinking about that today for a second. Um, uh, The Ethics Board of Fulton County is going to be investigating our uh, Fulton Floozy. You know, it it should be over. In fact, I can't, I'm, I'm amazed. There are still hearings scheduled. In the future, and the other, uh, there's a complaint against Fanny the Floozy that she was refusing to release certain records about invoices under the Georgia Re- uh, Open Records Law. And another complaint that she acted unethically, contracting outside counsel to prosecute the case while being romantically involved. And so the Fulton County Board of Ethics is hearing those two complaints. Uh, there's disagreement whether the county code even applies to her. Uh, the penalty, although even if she's convicted of something, is basically a public reprimand. Maybe a little fine. Uh, the House Judiciary Committee is also accusing uh, her of, of, of doing a political witch hunt against Donald Trump uh, over slutty conduct. Uh, Georgia Senate Committee is investigating a floozy fanny in relation to the interference case. A prosecutorial oversight board taking up her complaint to investigator. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's asking for an ethics complaint investigation. Uh, I mean, she's got to go. It's over. There's no possible way. Again, if you just joined us, let me just repeat this. You're, th- you're going to think I'm making this up. Okay, the records show that Fanny and her lover, before she admitted they were a lover, before that, they were together at her overnight apartment 35 times. 
35 times before she hired him as a, a special prosecutor, which she denied. Also, this is my favorite. They made more than 2,000 voice calls to each other and exchanged about 12,000 text messages in an 11-month period in 2021. Again, before she says they were having a romantic relationship. 2,000 voice calls, 12,000 text messages in 11 months. So that's more than 1,000 a month. <laughs> so that's 30 a day. Come on. They're in the same Jenga club. You know, they, they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're doing Wordle. Or what, what's that? Wordle? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Wordle. <laughs> Wordle. Jenga! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, I mean, it's just, they caught, they've caught her in one lie after another. I mean, one lie after another. This is, yeah. she's a criminal. She's a crook and a criminal. And, and, and by the way, there's a, there was a, a commentary. What do we call it here? A, a letter to the editor thing by a woman named Chitra Ragavan, a girl. And she says, Willis is a, a, Willis is a cautionary tale for black women. Remember, ladies, dominant, ambitious female leaders find, leaders find rules are different. A little-known black female state prosecutor from Georgia vowing to hold Donald Trump and his cronies accountable for alleged election interference. But last week came the fall, and it was hard. Sorted allegations from lawyers from one of Trump's co-defendants. And she goes down the chain, and the girl says, You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. She was uppity and nasty and vicious. The whole That's my comment on the side. Okay, this commentary goes on to say, The fact that her father had to step in to protect his daughter reflects how difficult it is for a woman to proclaim her truth and innocence loud, proud, and strong. The repercussions ripple. She's saying the daddy had to come in and protect her. That's how hard it is for a woman to be true and innocent and loud and proud and strong. The repercussions ripple well beyond Willis, not only dirty her reputation and compromise her case, but also send a message to powerful women. Don't you dare. New research, she writes, shows uh, this is a woman named Ch uh, Chitra Ragavan. I don't know who she is. Uh, well, it says here she's an executive coach and strategic advisor to a technology people or something. She says new research shows white men, or, I'm sorry, while men benefit from networking with high-status people, women lose status in the eyes of their colleagues. They don't like dominant and ambitious female leaders. Uh, women continue to be underrepresented in the highest echelons of business and government. Uh, she would say you're under a warning, you're under a microscope more than your male counterparts. Uh, perceptions, reality, no getting around it. Listen to your gut. If it feels wrong, it is. No secrets in the workplace. Word gets in. She goes on and on and on. Fight back. Female leaders, fight back. Take your lead. Somehow, she said, it's been okay to become openly racist, sexist, and misogynistic. For high-profile female leaders who challenge the power structure and the status quo, this holds risks, even physical danger for them and their families as the assault of Nancy Pelosi's elderly husband Capersi proves his fresh... <laughs> Women, they're coming to get oh, God, she's a freaking phony and a liar, and they caught her. She's a crook, and she ought to go to jail. I can't wait to see that mugshot with the two of them together. Maybe kissing and hugging. Could you do a little kissy-huggy photo? Maybe he's groping, you know, he's fondling her or something. Or she's, you know, looking for a little reach or something. I don't know, I'm just asking. <clears throat> Complimentary. Three, four, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you haven't got the common decency. <laughs> Three, four, <laughs> Three, forty-seven. <laughs>
2002 there, 2002, a little stand alive action, a little walking on the sidewalk action, a little happy Bee Gees. <laughs> Here we go, we'll play that. And I got some soprano going there, little falsettos. 2002, the Bee Gees made their last ever concert appearance when they appeared at the Love and Hope Ball in Miami Beach. In 2002. Now, are they all gone now? Maybe one alive? Didn't we talk about that? I think there's one left. And uh, so anyway, but uh, quite a singing family. Uh, for that, 351 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Our birthday list includes Aziz Ansari, 41 years old. Pretty funny guy. I, 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 it was on, uh, was it not 30 Rock? What's the other one? Uh, uh, Parks, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Uh, and he's also, I've seen some of his comedy bits, stand-up bits. He's a pretty funny guy. He's Dev on Master of None. Tom Haverford on Parks and Rec, and a lightning rod for bad date horror stories. Oh, that's right. I heard. I remember hearing something about that. Was got it? canceled. Yeah, he was canceled for a while. Well, I forgot what he did. During that Me Too nonsense. W- was he, uh, like, overly aggressive and uh, stuff like that? I, want, I don't remember what he did, but I remember him being in trouble for it. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, oh here we go. Semper Fi, everybody. Uh, 19... Hold on a second. I got my little thing with a froggy. 1945, on this very day, the 28th Regiment of the 5th Marine Division reached the top of Mount Suribachi. And then the photographs of the Marines hoisting the flag. There were two shots by AP photographer Joe Rosenthal. Uh, The first one was a shot, and then the uh, captain wanted that flag taken down, so they went up and took the flag down and put up another one so the captain could keep the flag. And it was the second one where they took the shots that made the publicity, and the families of the first photograph were all... Well, you you have to see the movie to find... But it's really an incredible story. Nobody knew that there were actually two photographs and that there was an issue, and it was really sad because one of the mothers said, oh, my God, that's my son, that's my son. But then when they released the photograph, it was a different picture, and it wasn't her son. It was the other guys. And so she said, well, I thought my son, you know, it was just horrible uh, what happened on my, because her son died, uh, as most of them did. Anyway, the 28th Regiment was the 5th Marine Division. They were at Camp Penn when I was there. Camp Pendleton was the 5th Marine Division. It had been retired and brought back again uh, recently, I think. Anyway, uh, the photographs displaying the flag, the two shots was uh, the movie Flag of Our Fathers was a spectacular film, a very almost a hard movie to watch for a lot of ways, especially when you consider the fate of Indian Ira Hayes who wanted no part of this and was uh, very upset by the treatment and uh, what was going on and everything else. And Ira Hayes, the sad story, a terrible tragedy, he died in 1955 from exposure and alcohol poison. He was buried at Arlington National Cemetery, 32 years old. Ira Hayes died in 1955. Uh, okay, okay, Kim Repeat and Flounder, 354. Yes, sir. Real quick, we got every Friday Susan on the horn, and she wants to chime in on Fannie Willis. Excellent. Every Friday Susan. How you doing, baby? What's going on? What Can you believe this woman? Can you believe this woman? <laughs> I, I, I actually can, because it's a combination of not just arrogance, but obviously um, stupidity. I read an article that she went, I think, to Emory Law School, and, you know, the LSATs and, like, the MCATs for um, people to get into, like, Harvard and all the, you know, the Columbia, the uh, Ivy League schools, you know, where yeah. the Asians brought the lawsuit saying that they had to get, like, a perfect score, and the scores were lowered for um, uh, black people. Yeah. And, and 
apparently uh, the scores for Emory are so much lower than like Harvard or Columbia. So that tells you just really how bad her score must have been, which would be curious if we could get a copy of that, you know, transcript. But the other thing is, for me, if I'm not mistaken, don't like judges and attorneys and prosecutors, isn't that there's some sort of like unspoken oath that they take where even if it's a, if it's just a uh, appearance of a conflict of interest, they're supposed to recuse or step down or, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, and so this is not even an appearance anymore. I mean, this is hard evidence, and I just don't, excuse me for that word, but um, I don't know how she could get away with this at this point. She can't, she can't possibly get away with this. I can't believe that the Georgia Supreme Court hasn't called itself into session, if they're out of session, I assume, and said, no, okay, we got to handle this right now. This is ridiculous. I mean, geez. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what state office in Georgia would be the one that would prosecute her. What Supreme, would be the state? Well, uh, that's a great what question. Is, the, the Supreme Court would have to rule, I think, whether or not she can be taken. Well, uh, in fact, Flounder had. A, a, did you say that the state supreme court? One of your lawyer buddies said the state supreme court would have to decide whether to uh, uh, censure her, whether she could be prosecuted. I'm, I'm, I'm not about sure. Criminally charging her as yeah. far as opening an investigation. I, I think that's you know, the attorney general. Attorney general, yeah. State. state attorney general, um, so absolutely, yeah. One more thing I saw today. I was watching uh, CPAC live, and uh, they were talking about Fannie Willis. And do you remember from the 1980s when Gary Coleman was on uh, Different Strokes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A young child actor. Yeah. And what he would always say to his brother when yeah. he was upset with him. What you talking well, about, Willis? Changing, <laughs> yes, now I'm changing it to what you're talking about, Fannie Willis. <laughs> what are you talking about, Fannie? <laughs> I can't believe her. Th- thanks, sweetie. Everybody, Susan. I mean, really, the ball's on this woman. I mean, think about she just lied. She she obfuscated and and deliberately lied and misled the court and misled the judge. When you are a, a really? she's the uh, Fulton County DA, and she deliberately misled the judge and lied under oath and acted like an uppity. I'm a victim. You big scumbag uh, white supremacist, uh, Stephen Shadow, for asking me tough questions about my lover. I mean, I can't believe it. I've never, I've never heard of anything so outrageous in my life of a public, of, of, a, of a prosecutor in the most, one of the most important cases in the history of politics against the former sitting president. This is what my lawyer friend said. So we, we, I had sent the link that there were new details about the phone messages and one of my friends said she'll be fine and then my lawyer friend came back and said no way she not only lied to the court but continued to mislead yeah that is about as a grave an offense as misappropriation of client money the georgia supreme court makes the decision not the atlanta or fulton county she's toast there's no well, possible okay way. but <laughs> you can't prove what they were talking about in those text messages well, no, that's true, but, if, you know, if they were staying overnight... But it also you know, shows <laughs> that they, they lied under oath. Well, I wonder what the text Look. messages say, like, boy, you were great last night, you really pounded me bad, you know, you wrecked that thing, you wrecked that thing, you bastard, stuff like that. I mean, come on. Well, I'm <laughs> telling you, some some of these Jenga matches last for hours, you get caught up in it, you, do, you know, you can't stop. <laughs> they could have been watching a marathon or something, I mean, texting back and forth. Yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> <Or> cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> he fell asleep yeah. on the couch. I well, mean, he woke up and had to be, didn't want to be rude, got to call her back, you know. I mean, I can't believe it. Honestly, he, he didn't want to. He didn't, he, he didn't want to gnaw his arm off. Come oh, on, God. wake her up. And by the way, just very quickly before we break, uh, President White Trash says the key to his marriage is good sex. 
And, of course, every time he says that, his wife, the, the doctor, uh, complains about it when he makes his little dirty jokes to the staff about their private life. Uh, and says, man, really, I, I wrecked that chick last night, man. Just Oh, and she says, oh, yeah, he's so, uh, he never stops. The man's a machine, I tell you. He's, just, he's, he's like an automaton. He's like one of those, one of those uh, things that pounds the, the big uh, sticks into the sand for, you know, to protect the surf and stuff. It's unbelievable, man. It's like a, a jackhammer, I'm telling he's you. A, he's, a, he's a human piston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just watch him walk. He looks like he's made out of an erector set. Oh, my God. Now he's falling down the baby steps on the, on the plane. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Yeah, he's a real monster, all right. He has good sex yeah. with the, 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 the cuckold queen, Jill the Doctor. Deep, <laughs> Deep in her steaming nether regions. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know about you, but my nipples are hard as a rock right now. <laughs> Just the visual alone. I may never eat again. Thread coming up at 4 o'clock already with a giver bean flounder. Good boy. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. What a great song. What a great group. Kind of a good song, not that I would remember this, but to dance to with a, with a, like a new chick when you're just kind of starting out because it's it's not so slow new? that you, a new a, a beginning the first beginning of a relationship oh. chick uh, new because chick. It, new, well she could be new at the time again that's up to her uh, but um, because it's uh, it's slow enough where it's a slow dance song but it's fast enough where you shouldn't have to worry about you just sitting here holding her and hugging around the dance floor you know mauling her and stuff like finally and stuff like that not that uh, you know. I, I, I shall never dance again, by the way, for the record. For all you Kimmer babes, because we got the I got the uh, Asian cheerleader tonight with a high heel contingent of the Kimmer fan club over this weekend for the auditions for the newcomers, and they like I, I don't I'm not a day I don't I, no more dancing after I was forced to take tango lessons. That's the ball game. <laughs> Uh, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> By the way, I never mentioned why we were playing The Temptations. <laughs> Sorry, Flounder. Uh, Flounder goes to a lot of work. Our musical director. To okay, well, The Temptations. Uh, Melvin Franklin of The Temptations died on this day of a brain seizure. He was only 52 in 1995. They had the uh, huge hits, Just My Imagination, My Girl. Uh, let's see. In 1978, uh, Melvin Franklin was shot in the hand and the leg trying to stop a guy from stealing his car. 
And then he died of a brain seizure uh, 20 years later, almost 20 years later, 52. Ah, temptations. All right, our birthday list today includes uh, Kelly McDonald, Margaret and the yeah. Widow Schroeder, Boardwalk Empire. That was a hot little role for her, a kinky yeah. uh, kind of a, yeah, that was, that was yeah. ridiculously kinky. Uh, but me likey, Kelly McDonald, 48 today. Uh, she was Hel- Helena Ravenclaw in Harry Potter and the Deathly Gallows, or Hallows, I guess it is. And Merida, or Merida, Merida, I suppose, the Scottish princess in Disney's Brave. Don't know anything about that, but Kelly McDonald's 48. And uh, let's see, Boardwalk Empire, I remember that very fondly. On this day in 1954, I remember these days too. School kids, 1954, this day got the first injections of the new polio vaccine developed by Dr. Jonas Salk. The kids were at the Arsenal Elementary School in Pittsburgh, 1954. And I still have my uh, smallpox scratch uh, scar on my shoulder. Well, that's when we had real vaccines that had been tested for years tested before vaccines. they sprung them on the public. Yeah, yeah. We were not all guinea pigs. It actually freaking worked. Oh, sorry. Who ever thought of you? That's right. And, in fact, I, I heard the early guys, I think it was yesterday they were talking about this, or maybe it might have been today, I get confused. i got to stop this day drinking. Uh, talking about how parents, and I, that we have it at our house, too, if any, if any kid in the neighborhood ever got chicken pox, all the mothers brought all the kids over, so they all got chicken pox, because you don't want to get it as an adult, especially if you're a girl. A German measles, chicken pox, they can mess you up uh, later on in life. And we, they used to have uh, chicken pox parties. And, and you go to school with all the calamine lotion all over you and stuff like that. But again, they would bring them to the neighborhood, all show up at your house uh, to make sure everybody got it. And then you were in, immune. In fact... My memory of we did the Lake Placid Miracle on Ice yesterday, right? Yeah. That was the anniversary of it. Yeah. I remember that because I had been stupidly swinging like Tarzan on vines in our backyard in Stone Mountain. Uh, Unfortunately, the vines were some kind of poison sumac uh, uh, variety. <laughs> And I head to toe, and yeah. I couldn't go to school. And I'm basically sitting in my room listening to records. My dad bursts in the door and goes, we just beat the Russians. And it oh, hurt to damn. get up off the floor because I was covered with these uh, oh, poison stuff. Brutal. <laughs> uh, 407, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Letter Rip Friday. How's it going? Here's a phone number. We love phone calls. 404-741-1230-741-1230. If you just joined us and don't know what's going on, uh, Fanny the Floozy Willis just got caught in being a big fat liar. I can't imagine she's going to be able to stay in the case of prosecuting Donald Trump or her lover, Wade. Uh, there's, just, there's just no possible way after 12,000 texts uh, before in one year, less than one year, 12,000 texts and th- I've forgotten the number now. How many? Uh, now let's see. 35 visits, 12,000 text messages and 2,000 voice calls in 11 months. Uh, before she hired him, which is uh, what she uh, not what she testified to, she got she just got caught committing perjury. The record shows she committed perjury, uh, and this, she's got to be taken off the case, and she ought to be charged. She ought to be actually, uh, you know, charged with a crime. What she did is not, uh, you know, and not, and she she ought to lose her freaking law license. She what she did in that courtroom to that judge and the whole process. Oh my God. Well, we'll see. Uh, anyway, four hundred eight. Uh, your next president. Joe Crime Family. Well, obviously, he'll be reelected again. Uh, He is now in California praising Governor Newsom 
and making a joke at the same time. He praised Governor Stupidface, uh, joking about Californians fleeing his state on a high-speed rail line. He, uh, the National Governors Association speaking, oh, he's not in California, he's at the White House meeting, the Governors Association, my idiocy. Uh, we're building the nation's first high-speed rail line in California and Nevada, and I want to thank Governor Newsom for his leadership on that. And by the way, said President Stupidface, I'm not sure how many people who leave L.A. can do it in two hours to get there or whether they're going to come back or not. <laughs> uh, whether they're going to come back is going to flee. Oh, I don't think he might have liked that. Uh, they say you want to go from uh, Las Vegas to Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, train traveling almost 190 miles an hour. Joe Rogan thinks it's just speculation. It's all going to be uh, that idiot Newsom from California. He's the worst governor of the worst state. You, you can't possibly put him up there. And by the way, and again, you know, it's not my fault, and I'm bringing it up. His wife, can you imagine Governor Newsom, because he looks like a presidential candidate, the people are going to vote for him. If he is elected president, the first lady will be the former starlet who blew mogul Harvey Weinstein away with her audition tape so he could get her jobs in Hollywood, and she was uh, she was willing to do the old uh, sodomy couch dance with Harvey Weinstein in order to per- in order to further her career. That would be your first lady. How the hell could he even marry her? I wonder if he knew. I, I mean, how could, honest to God, how could you marry a woman who was willing to give it up to that slimy bag of pus? In order to in order to promote her career in Hollywood, oh dear God! I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I, okay, I, I know. Well, forgive and forget. It's just she was trying to do good. Well, okay, fine. Uh, again, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll admit this. I'm the only guy in America who would say I'm never going to marry you. I can't believe you did that. You have no morals. You're willing to do and that with that guy. I mean, if it had been, you know, I, I don't know, uh, Brad Pitt and George Clooney, <laughs> yeah. you know, I would have said, okay, you know, I, 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 you know, I can almost, you know what I mean? I, I can almost see where, hey, you know, poor girl, you weren't, you weren't with me yet. I mean, you know what I mean? Okay, but Harvey, you are. Jeez, I'm the only guy who would say I'm never going to marry you. I, I would never respect you, and I would think about you every time I looked at you. I think about what you were doing to him and what he was doing. To him. So that would be your first lady. In fact, that would be my commercial if I were doing a Republican commercial. Do you want her to be? Uh, yeah, that wouldn't go over too well. I don't think probably. Anyway, I'm serious. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> How how Uh, could anyone has run a state into the ground as he has even have I mean he has absolutely no morals or scruples or anything saying I should be president I've done such a great job it's an open state we just the other day they showed twenty thousand Chinamen have come in the board into California in one month one month it's an open state and and by the way they get free health care and if they want a sex change they get that for free in California you know that they're the people are the, the cities of Los Angeles and San Francisco just look at them take a drive at anywhere in those cities and you will be appalled you'll be sick to your stomach this is the same guy who had a kayaker arrested in the ocean for not wearing a mask here's a paddleboarder yeah he's out there on his own and Uh, they sent 40 people to get him yeah but they went out to get him Went out to get him. <laughs> I guess they were afraid he was going to flee to Cuba on his paddleboard, so they had to actually go get him instead of letting him come into shore. I mean, this is unbelievable. I'm sorry they didn't shoot him. <laughs> God, I mean, this is California. I mean, oh, I hope I hope they run him. I hope I hope to God they run him. Uh, well, you know what the motto of the LAPD is. Well, what's that? We treat you like a king. <laughs> 
<laughs> Rodney or otherwise, I'm guessing. Uh, I got four thir- coming up on four thirteen. Uh, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, by the way, I have oh, the T-shirt. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think Donald Trump may be about to address a crowd in South Carolina on the eve of the primary tomorrow. If he goes live, we'll take a little bit of it and we'll talk some more. And plus, Flounder's phone deal. Flounder's funny coming back. And uh, holy crap, at sports later and all that good stuff with it. Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Let it rip Friday. Let's have some fun. Look out. Over that. I love that intro. I mean, I'm really not nuts about the song, just because it's kind of jazzy and I'm not really a jazz guy, but that, that riff, man, to be, wasn't that voted like one of the greatest riffs of all time or something? Should be. Into Stevie Wonder Suspicion or whatever. Hey, man, what a great riff out of guitar. 19... That's not the guitar, that's the clavicle. That's a, it's a keyboard. The intro. No kidding. Oh, really? Are you serious? Uh, yeah. Electric actually, keyboard? The, I'll be damned. The cl- clavicle is a bone. Yeah, the bone in your your shoulder right. is your clavicle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What I is that? Uh, <laughs> clavinet. 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 Yeah. Clavinet. The clavicle. I, 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 I know he could do that with his fingers. So close. I, on his shoulder bone. I just kind of a... Anyway. <laughs> well, I, I'll be damned. Uh, I, 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 I remember... Listen. So it's a keyboard? Yes. Yeah. Because it's got the same kind of twang as a guitar string. Um, anyway, I mean, I like it. Whatever it is, I like it. And I remember when, when all of a sudden electric pianos came out and electric uh, organs and stuff on rock and roll Moog. stuff. Yeah, Mo- Moog. Yeah. The Moog. The Moog. The Moog. Yeah. Moog, Moog synthesizer. And it was, his name was Moog. Uh, the guy's name yeah. invented it. Anyway, that was Stevie Wonder. 1985, old Stevie was arrested during an anti-apartheid demonstration outside the South African embassy in Washington. He was uh, beaten severely and had his legs cut off because of white men. No, no, he was let go. They didn't do anything. He was actually in front of the Belgian embassy. He had no idea. Yeah, he was ordering something from Wendy's, and they said, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, God. Guy walks into the doctor's office and he tells the nurse, he says, I, 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 I'm invisible, I'm invisible. And the nurse goes to the doctor, there's a guy out here says he's invisible. The doctor says, well, tell him I can't see him now. I, anyway, hey, who? Our birthday list includes a, a naughty little Kristen Davis, Charlotte on Sex in the City, a, a brunette of them all. Kristen Davis is 59. Wow, that was that uh, Sex in the City finger. And let's see, on this day in history, it had never been done before on network television. 1997, this day, the movie Schindler's List was shown with no commercials and with no censorship on the brutality of that movie. And he did it in black and white because it never would have survived in color. It would have been too gruesome, I think, is what, they, what his original thought was. Uh, saving the Jews and the factories and the heroes. And, the, and I remember I, when I saw I've only seen it once. It's been on more than that, but I, I remember seeing it once. Again, it was 97 who came on. No commercials and no censorship. And I remember at the end, was it the end where they had all the people walking in with the stones and the showing the thing? Yeah. At the I mean, I, that was pretty damn powerful, I got to tell you. Yes, it was. That was a hard movie, man. 
But, uh, but but again, you know, this is uh, it's real. It was there, and it's uh, it's legit. I'm glad I saw it, and I'm glad it was out there. Well done. Uh, hold on, uh, Roswell Tim, be right with you. Uh, this hour, it's uh, 4:23. This hour, <laughs> sponsored by our friends at Atlanta Safe House. We're home of the Kimmer safes. You need a safe, you just don't know it. Uh, the Kimmer learned this lesson the hard way. Learn more. You know they have a showroom in Ackworth. Learn more at AtlantaSafeHouse.com. Now, Roswell Tim of the Roswell Tims. Yes, Pete. Well, first, uh, Pete had a thing first. Uh- uh, just the Jerry Seinfeld thing where he was caught making out during Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. and, uh, was... <laughs> you were making out during Schindler's List? It's his mother. <laughs> hey, Roswell, Tim, you're on the radio, man. How's it going? It's good, Timmer. Hello to you and all the crew. And just wanted to say on our girl, Fanny, <laughs> yeah. who the vernacular would fit would be collard green girl, Fanny. Uh all she needs to do is put in an emergency call to Hillary and borrow that rag and that bleach to wipe all of those uh, texts down. Yeah, there you and go. And wait on the depression <laughs> to sit in on Wade so that he uh, meets an untimely demise before he turns state seven. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if they try to turn one of them against another to try to tell what really happened, you know? Oh, man, what a scandal. I mean, we're the freaking laughing stock. And, and again, Roswell, Tim, I... I I can't believe the balls on this woman to think she could just be so uppity and so so much a victim. And, and twice in churches, she's gone to the podium in a, the pulpit in churches to complain that she's a racist, a victim of racism and uh, and womanhood, and it's not fair. And, and, and which is the worst thing that someone like that could do to the true cause of racism and victimhood and so forth. Just uh, just appalling. Tim, I don't know about you. You live in Roswell, then you're a Fulton County resident. How'd you like to be? Uh, you know. Uh, do you have a lot of confidence in our judicial system in Fulton County these days? Absolutely none. Unbelievable. Hey, be careful out there, man. Glad you called. Happy Friday. Letter if anything goes 74. It's a 404 741-1230. And again, if you just joined us, I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the program, scared me to death last night going home. And again, I'll, this is I'm really a little anal here, but I want to help you in this area because this scared the crap out of me and it was very unusual. So I, I'll be very specific in the location for people who are driving in and around Cobb County near the battery. Uh, when I left here, I went I, I went north on Powers Ferry Road near the Battery and then took a right and went east on Terrell Mill, okay? Uh, people who know the area know that Terrell Mill is a major road, four lanes, five lanes in some parts, uh, and it has uh, turn lanes, and its speed limit's 45 and 40 miles an hour the whole way. Well, last night it was I was going east, and it was past the Indian Trail uh, uh, intersection uh, for those who may know the area, and I'm, I'm being specific because here's why. It was dark, very, very dark, having headlights on, driving 40 miles an hour, uh, traffic there, and all of a sudden, a deer appeared out of nowhere up in front of my left headlight. I swerved and glance blowed another deer right behind her on my who bounced off my right fender. And you did I what to her? No, well, no, no. Uh, but I, I mean, you know, they come in twos. Sorry, ladies, but I mean, they, they, you know, they almost always come into packs of two or at least two. And sure enough, and and by the way, uh, you know, I was doing forty, uh, and there was traffic. It wasn't really crowded, but there was traffic. So bright lights, speeding cars on a major roadway, and deer are bounding across that major roadway with lights and brights and, st- and all those cars and everything. I couldn't believe it. And again, I. I couldn't see she all of a sudden I see a deer in my left headlight 
and, and I swerved to hit the brakes, and, and boom, I, I felt the boom, and there was another one kind of glancing blow, oh, thank God, off my right fender and took off. So I, there was no, I mean, I didn't run over her or anything like that, but scared the crap out of me. And again, if you're in Cobb County in Marietta in this area near the ballpark, even on busy roadways at night, pitch black, it was, it was 7 o'clock, I, 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 I couldn't believe it. So be careful. God. Just for just for elucidation here. Yes. Um, ex- describe again this glance blow. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Well, that's uh, that was my old anchorman news. Good evening, everyone. Here's the news. Glance blow reporting. <laughs> glance blow. <laughs> you know, honestly, God, I, I used to goof around once in a while. I was doing anchorman stuff just like an idiot, you know, <laughs> just to see if anybody would catch it. Uh, I used to put fake names on towns. <laughs> that's that, that's <laughs> to my go to a hotel. I'm signing in as Glance Blow. Glance Blow. <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with it depending on how you say it. You know. <laughs> Glance Blow. Private. <laughs> uh, 428. Can I repeat. Let's do a flounder. We have a flounder's funny back there. Is he, are you are you around? To, there he goes. Can, can we do a flounder's funny? Let's do a flounder's funny. What the hell? 428. Absolutely. Here Let's we get set it. up here. All right, didn't mean to throw you a curve there, Fan, but I'm talking too much. <laughs> I want to rest up for my dinner later. Uh, popcorn chicken. And, uh... I saw this story down in Orange County, California. This guy gave helicopter tours. 30 years without incident. Hands the business off to his son. The American dream. I built it up for 30 years. Here you go, son. Make the family and the family name proud. All right, Dad, I love you. Right? Poor kid. Five days in. He's supposed to give a tour to a couple, only the dude shows up. The kid thought it was weird, but he's like, I need the money, I gotta give him a tour, right? So he takes this guy up, <laughs> 10 minutes into the tour, the dude <laughs> jumped out. <laughs> yeah! Five <laughs> days later, this kid, he probably barely had the speech down. Just sitting there flying the helicopter, all right, if you look out the left side of the aircraft, that's <laughs> Orange County, it's over. 27 miles of beaches. Uh, put your seatbelt back on. 27 miles of beaches. <laughs> Was established as a county in 1903. Sir, please don't open the door. Sir, what are you doing? Sir, no, 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 no! What the, f- what the f- Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> That's Bill Burr. Burr. <laughs> He's one of the funniest guys I've ever known. His stand-up routines. <laughs> you can't do enough, Bill Burr. Oh, mercy. <laughs> Already coming up on 4.30. Uh, uh, Pete Sweets, we got stuff coming up. Holy crap, it's sports later. And we make uh, Donald Trump's about to speak in South Carolina. If he does in the next, we'll take a few seconds of it if he comes back. With Kimber Pete and Flounder, Letter Rip Friday. Join us. Will you have a little fun? Look out. Donald Trump is speaking, and is, uh, we'll go to him in a second here for a couple of minutes. You want to you want to turn and see what he's doing? Uh, I'm looking at the picture. Here's Donald Trump in South Carolina. Things, but we're going to win this. We're going to win it bigger than ever before. There's never been a more important time. <laughs> 
You know what he's going to say. You will cast one of the most important votes of your entire life. And honestly, we're not very worried about tomorrow. We want to aim toward a time called November 5th. That's what we need, November 5th. Uh, then we make a bad look. I'm sorry, Flander. Go ahead and, uh, and do your music thing here with our buddies at U2. The reason I mention it, it's kind of funny. If you're seeing the picture, uh, in his immediate background are all kids. Uh, there's two young girls... Uh, with Trump hats and pushing like, that younger vote, yeah, and, and the guy, and there's a kid who's probably an 18 year old white kid. There's a young uh, black kid, and uh, a couple older people in back. But there's like it's all it's kids, young kids behind him on the. That's all you see on the podium with him on the podium as young as youngsters. No trannies, <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> anyway, this is you two, and in uh, damn, the thing in there, 1980, you two appeared at the Moonlight Club at the Railway Hotel in London. The tickets were three bucks. During the year, up-and-coming Irish band played many pub and club gigs in London, including the Half Moon, Herney Hill. There were 12 people listening. Uh, the Marquee, Hope and Anchor, the 101 Club, Rock Guard, and so many more. You two, uh, <laughs> wherever they could get a gig. Hey, and that shows they wanted to make it. And they, hell, the Beatles, if I remember correctly, and you know this a lot more than I do, but really learned how to do a concert performance in, in Germany. Uh, they were pr- basically practicing in Europe before they uh, came over to America. Hamburg. Doing, yeah. Uh, three th- thir- 437, 437, uh, with the Kim Repeat and Flounder. And our birthday list includes Howard Jones, the singer, 69 today. What is love, 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 love? Was that the song they did for the SNL when, when they made Gilda Radner a sandwich? And they were trying to took out me, you, her, me, and they were bumping back together, trying to dance with her and squeezing her together. It was some song I they played. I think that was before. That song came after Gilda Radner was on SNL. Uh, that could be. Uh, how, yeah, in fact, you're probably right. Uh, 80s singer, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Howard Jones, 69. What is love? Life in one day. Things can only get better. No one is to blame. That was another one of his famous ones. Anyway, happy birthday, Howard. And on this day in history, 1927, the day the Federal Radio Commission assigned frequencies, hours of operation, and the power allowed for radio broadcasters. Otherwise, the overlap and bounce of the signals would have been a nightmare. Uh, in fact, it was for a while, and in fact, it may still be. I don't know whether, I assume they probably change it now. But uh, the, oh, for, by the way, for the record, in case this is any interest to you, the one of the reasons they had to restrict the signal power was because AM signals can bounce off the ionosphere and go all over the country if the power's strong enough. That's why they call them clear channel radio stations. I used to work for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, so anyway, and, and the reason is because an AM signal, for the record, the reason FM stations don't have that problem is because the FM signal that goes out from your transmitter is small. It's a short wave, and so it goes right through the ionosphere. When the, the ionosphere, the atmosphere of the ionosphere lowers at nighttime. It gets lower. And so the, a, the FM signals being broadcast are little tiny signals, and they just go zip, go right through it. AM signals, the wave, the AM signal wave is a long, curvy thing. And so when it goes flying up to the ionosphere, it bounces because it doesn't all fit through at one point. So it can bounce off the ceiling of the ionosphere and bounce into mm-hmm. another region, which is why uh, I work for a radio station that could be heard in Chicago and Milwaukee at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, okay. One of the reasons we had to turn it down because Cuba Castro was trying to overblow our radio stations down in Florida and everything, so we had to do that. But when I was working at that uh, station we used to work at, 
one night when I was doing my nighttime show, yeah. some guy called up. And remember, we had to power down at sundown. Right, right. Remember? Yeah. And this guy called up about 9 o'clock and said, I'm really enjoying your show. I've never heard it before. I said, oh, great. Where are you? He goes, I'm a little north of you. I said, where is it? Are you up in the mountains or Tennessee or something? He goes, no, I'm in Milwaukee. <laughs> and Miller, Miller was in another room. He goes, oh, my God, he forgot to power down. We were broadcasting. Up and down the eastern seaboard yeah. to the Midwest, the prob- we were everywhere. Well, the problem is that there's another frequency assigned to that same number that you have yeah. in another state. So, you know, yeah. if, if we we if we have 106.3, there could be another 106.3, 106.3 in in Wyoming, you know, and in New Mexico and in Maine. And there could be a lot of them, and so that's why they have to specifically have a pattern so you don't overlap. Otherwise, and by the way, remember, you may oh, you I'll bet you this happened when you were in San Diego. I remember when I was in California. XERB over Los Angeles. It was from Mexico. The Mexican radio station played yeah. the Wolfman Jack. That's where Wolfman F- Jack got famous from XERB over Los Angeles. The X. The X. Z- Z- ZZ Top heard it on yeah, the X. That's, that's right. where they grew up their music. The and, Mexican and radio station. Yeah. F-A-M-A, Baja California, Mexico. Yeah, the right. station was over the border. And the reason why, they could they they blasted as, as strong as they wanted. They got 100,000 watts. They don't care. Nobody's going to make them stop. So that's how nope. Wolfman Jack was heard all over the place on XERB over Los Angeles. <laughs> Never forget listening to that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, a couple of quick things here. Um... Well, I forgot what I was going to do. Oh, um, I got a note here from the lewd man. It says, hey, Kimmer, thank God uh, f- uh, about the fuss about the short zippers. I fuss about them all the time. I expect the manufacturers probably save a couple of pennies on each pair, but what a pain. And I'm telling you, you'll see uh, guys will know this. Guys know this where you can, when they pull down the zipper, and it's only on jeans. It's not like I'm wearing Dockers. I'm wearing tan slacks. They're not a problem. They go, you know, they have a long zipper. Everything's fine. You can do your business. But on jeans, they'd make them very short, I guess because they think they look better. Uh, but they don't you have to put now uh, uh, Pete Davis is uh, you're the only, well you don't wear jeans when's the last time you put on a pair of jeans you wear those you know those uh, camouflage uh, pants I, or something okay I, I've worn jeans oh, specifically for the last three uh, years. well okay the lube man and I are the only guys who have never uh, have had the thing did you, you have to the jeans have very small zippers maybe it's only the brands I buy I don't know uh, but uh, whatever. Anyway, so he he uh, supported me, and I'm glad to see that. Don't don't act like you don't check out my butt every chance. Oh please, you get. yeah, that's what I do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Four forty-two. Okay, we're gonna talk love now. That guy who made the email, we're gonna talk love, and he's not gonna like it. Uh, oh, by the way, I got two more emails I got to get to too. I'll get to this shortly after that, and, and I'm definitely going to talk about farmer needs a wife. Farmer wants a wife. Okay, first of all, there's a uh, there was a former running back named Tyler Gaffney. I don't know who that is, but he's got a hot wife whose name is Kristen. Kristen is a podcaster doing something called Barely Filtered. And she is now appearing on uh, Outkick and various things like that. And she's uh, calling out the hypocrisy of the left pushing down men. The same people who can't define what a woman is. She says, we keep pushing men down and men are so amazing. They literally built this country, the buildings, the electricity. Those are 98% jobs by men. So why are we pushing these men down? We can still thrive. We can still be amazing and have amazing opportunity. But we don't need to bring other groups of people down at the same time. 
Uh, others of the show saying uh, men and women should embrace our differences, support each other instead of dragging each other down. We are women. They are men. We all have our own strengths and weaknesses. We should embrace that and support that. Uh, she added, my husband is a feminist's worst nightmare. But to me, it's the most attractive thing in the world. But guess what? If, God forbid, something happens, who am I calling? I'm calling a man to protect me. By the way, this Kristen chick is a Sports Illustrated model. She wore a MAGA purse to the Super Bowl party uh, earlier. Uh, you know, women like that, uh, ladies, you know, it doesn't mean we disrespect you if you look up to us as, as men and strong and masculine and protectors and things. That that's not doesn't mean we demean you because of that. In fact, we praise you. We'll do anything for you. Uh, it doesn't take anything for a woman to make a man feel like a freaking man that once in a while, you know, it's maybe good for us. You know, instead of the other way, instead of emasculating us, for God's sakes. Make us feel, oh, you big, strong man, thank God you're here. I feel so much better when I know you're here to protect me. We'll kill for you. We'll do anything for you. We'll run over your well, that- grandmother on a sidewalk if you want us to. If you're, I mean, my God, woman. Jesus, that you leads know, to I, that story, hear, that other story there. For 30 years, feminists have told us that there's no difference between men and women, and now we have proof there is. Here it is. It's a study from Stanford University solving a long-term controversy about whether there are sex differences in the brain. Previous studies showed their differences in how men and women think, women proving to have stronger memory and language skills, men found to be funnier and have better direction skills. That's kind of generalizations. Well, men's brains are actually a tenth bigger than women's on average, uh, but that doesn't align with intelligence. Now, here's what they say. For example, in humor, they did a study, psychologists studying people. They measured participants' humor and behavior, shown cartoons, asked to write a funny caption, ranked responses. It showed that men were rated 63% above average of the humor ability of women, uh, which is a small to medium difference. It doesn't mean men are always funnier than women, but it suggests a, a result of evolution, women valuing men with a great sense of humor as a sign of intelligence, crucial for survival when humans were primarily hunters and gatherers. And a woman seeing that as a sense of a sign of intelligence, she would want to be uh, linked to that. Female comedians dismiss the study as unnecessary, but who knows? Okay, rationality. I'll get some of these later. A couple more left. Rationality. Historically, women are being labeled as less rational. In fact, it says here after the study at Stanford, men whose science suggests are less logical are more likely to make extreme decisions. They offered a a hypothetical sum of money and asked how you would spend it differently and what you would do and so forth, risky and stuff like that, Uh, giving to another person all the fairest choices. Men were more likely to make extreme choices than women, according to the results. Men would invest money in risky lottery, donate none of the money to charity, share it with nobody. Uh, Study authors say the men were much more likely than women to be at the extreme ends of behavioral spectrum, acting selfishly or altruistically either trusting or distrusting, but it was at either end of it, uh, as opposed to women who tend to be more planners and uh, a little more careful. Anyway, uh, stuff like the brains react differently. And I guess there's a lot of ways you can try to figure it out. We'll talk about directions and memory, languages, skills, emotions. So oh, that's going to be a good one. Uh, emotions of, make it easier for women to process emotions, understand other people's intentions uh, because of what happens in your cerebrum. Oh, coming up with a Kimmer Pete. I love talking about the cerebrum, baby. 447, Letter Rip Friday, anything goes. (laughs) 
451. How you doing? Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. ACDC. They shot the video for a long way to the top on this day in 1976. <laughs> it featured the band's then-current lineup, along with members of the Rats or of Tobruk Pipe Band, on the back of a flatbed truck traveling on Swanston Street in Melbourne. And in May in 2001, Australia Asian Performing Rights Association celebrated 75 years by naming the best Australian songs of all time, decided by a 100-member industry panel. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Ranked as the ninth best song on this list, ACDC. So there you go. And let's see. On our, oops, I lost my almost lost the phone thing. Our birthday list includes Patricia Richardson. She was Tim Allen's wife on uh, Home Improvement, Jill Taylor. Patricia Richardson, 73 today. I have a couple of sports birthdays coming up here, too. Uh, with Pete Davis, Holy Crap at Sports, in about 25 minutes. Uh, and all, uh, yeah, also on this day, 1836. Talk about the definition of courage. Knowing you're in for it and to saddle up anyway. The siege of the Alamo begins. They knew they were doomed. And the story of Davy Crockett, whether he went down swinging or not, a lot of people have a different version. I remember seeing on the Davy Crockett at the Alamo from uh, primetime TV shows in the 50s, it made, uh, Disney made Davy Crockett the last defender atop the wall, clubbing attackers dead or senseless with old Betsy. His flintlock rifle, the screen faded and credits rolled. Remember, he's in the name with old Betsy, God, Fess Parker. Uh, Davey cried. I, I had a coonskin cap. We all did, man. Every one of us had a coonskin cap watching that stupid TV show. It wasn't stupid. I loved it. Uh, there was a book that came out about heroes of American history, 1885, Crockett, the last man standing, but he and three or four others retreat in battle to an inner building when the Mexicans stormed the Alamo at the end, where a desperate hand-to-hand -hand conflict followed. Colonel William Travis, the commander, was among them. So was James Bowie, who was sick and weak from a wasting disease, but who rallied... Bowie. Bowie, Jim Bowie, the Bowie knife, who rallied all of his strength to die fighting, and who, in the final struggle, slew several Mexicans with his revolver and with his big knife, the Bowie knife, of the kind to which he had been given his name. Then these fell too, and the last man stood at bay. It was old Davy Crockett, wounded in a dozen places. He faced his foes with his back to the wall, ringed around by the bodies of the men he had slain. Crockett fought desperately. He wrote beating back Mexican soldiers until none dared close with their lances. They held him at bay until he lost so much blood that he couldn't break through their line. The author continued, the musketeers loaded their carbines and shot him down. General Santa Ana declined to give him mercy. Some say Davy Crockett fell from his wounds. He was taken alive and then shot by Santa Ana's order. His fate cannot be told with certainty, for not a single American was left alive. Yet they died well avenged, for four times their number fell in their hands in that battle. Wow. And I, I read one book about this years ago when I was a kid, and it said that uh, they had, uh, th when they were alive, before they were killed, they, were, they had asked to be buried, and they were not. They were just laid, left to rot in the sand. The Alamo started today on this day in history. Uh, 455. I'll, I'll, I'll be more about this about men's and women's brains. Just a couple things that might be of interest. In, in terms of memory, the battle of the sexes, women have long argued that their memory is better. Research suggests they're right. 
women outperform men on all tests. Of course, I've under, uh, I've realized many, many years ago that uh, women's memory is so good that sometimes they'll remember stuff that hasn't even happened yet. <coughs> sorry. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Well, they did a... You know, you know but trust me on this, okay? <coughs> uh, the ability to recall everyday events and executive function skills needed to plan, focus, and remember tasks, as well as other markers of cognition... Uh, by the way, this study was done in the journal Menopause, showing women scored better than men in every single test. Well, you, you buried the lead here. Which, which is? Basically, that men have a better sense of direction. Well, we haven't really gotten to that one yet. In fact, I think that is no, I have, that's my well, That's why we don't ask your opinion well, on where we're going. Well, I hadn't gotten there yet. Because we'll, we know where we're yes, going. Yes, well, then let's do that. All right, well, let, let me do emotions, and then we'll do a direction. Okay, well, so I'm running out of time. Let's do this all. Women have long been considered the most expressive sex gender. On the other hand, men have been typically painted as emotionally unaware of how others feel, and there's some truth to both comments. The cortex was much more connected in the brain between the left and right sides of the brain in women. That link would encourage communication between parts of the brain involved in analytical and verbal tasks, okay? Uh, connected left and right sides of the brain. In men, oh, that makes it easier for women to process emotions and understand other people's intentions and emotions. Now, men had links between their cerebellum and the cortex on the opposite side of the brain, which makes it easier for men to coordinate movement. For example, I'll never forget, we could prove this the first time I could unsnap a bra with one hand. Now... By the way, that was an enormous accomplishment. Do you remember the first time you could unsnap a bra while you're kissing her? <laughs> One hand. <laughs> Ladies, I'm sorry, but that was a major achievement. I mean, when you know, and, and, <laughs> and sometimes if she's in a good mood, she'll laugh about it and, or, and uh, compliment you or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, directions navigating is still lost, uh, best performed by men. Well, studies say there's some truth to the claims that men slightly outperform women on spatial navigation tasks. They collected data, spatial navigation abilities, distance traveled from home. If evolution's at play, the sex traveled further from home would have been be had better navigational skills, and that would be men. Men were the hunters. The women stayed home to take care of stuff. The men went out to hunt and do stuff to save the family. So they were out all the time. They were better navigating the females. They had to do that to survive to get stuff to bring home, even though some females Females traveled further from home in some of the tests in modern-day society. It led to conclude that finding us down that boys being encouraged to play outside more than girls over the years of gender and bringing up children and so forth had made them better at mapping their surroundings. Now, um, I, on the other hand, am all girl when it comes to directions. I never know where I am. I can get lost so freaking easily. I would, hell, I would call Flounder and say, is it the second turn or the left of the, I mean, my golf buddies would laugh at me because if I, before, before ways, before ways, oh my God, I'd have to call Danny. Dan, is it a left on uh, old Milton or, you know, I lost the guy. It was, and I get lost. If I, if I have to take a detour, I'm screwed because if I get turned around, I have to make two lefts and then a right. I have no idea where I, w where I was. <laughs> I can't help it. My father is exactly, was exactly the opposite. He knew in a, in by the minutes of latitude and longitude where he was at any minute. Pil great pilots know that, not me. Hand, hand me your man card right <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's, 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 it's the truth. I, I, I have to, I'm not giving it up. I'm not giving it up. I tell you, I lasted all these years with the name of Kim, and people call me Kimmy. Yeah, the only girl call me as a freaking girl when she's putting her tongue in my mouth. I can tell you that right now.
Hey, Kimmy. Let me show my man card. I can be here's my man card right here. Here it is, right here. Hey, congratulations, YouTube. Seeing a Kimmer's man card. There you go. <laughs> Look out. Coming up at 5 o'clock. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to stop this day drinking. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. <laughs> Look out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer House. They're going, I'm cracking up. Did you just hear that idiot governor of New York, Kathy Hochul? Did you just hear what she said? She said, oh, we have a wonderful state of New York, but that doesn't mean we can take everybody who just wants to come here and, and lit, take, be here because for economic reasons. We just can't take everybody who just wants to come here for economic reasons. My God, what do you think they're talking about on the border? Seven million people later. Oh, my God. She just, she just said exactly their every conservative's complaint. We just can't take anybody who just wants to have a better life. I mean, you know, sign the book and come in when it's your turn, but you can't just swamp. Us. Oh, my God. And she actually said those words. Well, we just can't take everybody who wants to come here for economic reasons. <laughs> oh, my God. And Biden just said a comment. Uh, a headline came up on the screen, and Biden was talking about how he's praising Governor Newsom. I'll talk about that in a second here. But uh, President uh, Crime Family's praising Governor Newsom's leadership. And then Biden said, quote, well, if I were smart, I'd get out right now. And I don't I don't know what it referred to, whether it was referring to about the office or the but that was the headline. And anyway, so uh, we'll, I mean, I, I, God, I can't believe they're saying maybe the maybe the scheme was the whole time. And by the way, Pete Davis, Flounder, I'm sorry, I didn't even say hi to the boys in case you just joined us. Uh, but but uh, maybe the whole scheme, he's behind the whole thing. And they're always planning all along to step aside and have Newsom be the head or uh, and how they're going to explain that to Carmela's side piece, the shiftless, lazy vice president. He can't just say, you know, I bet she's going nuts. All of a sudden he's praising the leadership of Governor Newsom while she's still vice president. <laughs> 
And how cynical the Democratic Party, he would be the number one replacement. He's running the worst state in the country now. Everybody knows they can't find enough U-Hauls in California because everybody is taking them to other states. And this, all he does, he looks the part, but he's absolutely an empty shell. What he does is even horrible, what what little he does. And that's who they would put up as the future of their... Yeah. Well, remember when Biden was gone overseas and uh, and, and uh, Newsom showed up at the White House with his sleeves rolled up and his jacket over his shoulder? <laughs> I'm here to work. I'm ready to go to work at the White House. And and I, maybe there maybe the fix was in and we didn't I mean they were faking us out all along. Maybe the maybe he's setting maybe Biden himself is, is being told, OK, you know, you're out. So yeah. but he can't possibly just say, well, I, I'm going to give it now to Governor Newsom. He's got this the black female who the country go nuts. The guy absolutely nuts. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be freaking great. Uh, 506, Kipper, Pete, and Flounder. Let it rip Friday. Hope you're having a great... It's going to be a beautiful weekend here locally anyway, and around 60 and sunny. Outstanding. Here's the number, 404-741-1230. 741-1230. Holy crap, it's sports coming up. Flounder's funnies. we got a game. We'll play a game here shortly, too. Uh, and also, uh, Pete's tweets. And a couple more emails Flounder sent me. Oh, uh, Pete, you'll appreciate this. Uh, this is from... Russ, I think it is, that says, hey, guys, heard you talking about John James today. Weren't you talking about him uh, yesterday, Pete? Isn't that yesterday? Uh, yesterday, was it? Heard you talking about John, ja- John James today. I actually went to high school with him in Panama City, Florida at Bay High, Bay High School. He was a class of 67. I was a couple years behind. What's ironic is that he wasn't even on the team in high school. Not sure why, but he was a walk-on at Florida, which is also my school. Uh, Please don't hold that against me. Uh, Enjoy your show. Excuse me. You cover three of my favorite topics, politics, music, and sports. And do it with a great sense of humor. I miss Rush, but you guys are right up there. I wish you had replaced him instead of those other guys. Oh, sorry. Uh, Russ in Chattanooga, uh, non-binary preferred pronouns, he and haw. (laughs) Very, very funny. Uh, And I got one more uh, email here as we get onto our program. This is from uh, uh, Kay. KB. It says, I thought Kimmer would get a kick out of this. Our mailbox, he sent a picture. Our mailbox is a popular character in our Marietta neighborhood because we dress him up for the holidays. Dress their mailbox. The original mailbox we had was the color of a golden retriever. It's a dog-shaped mailbox. But when it was time to replace it, we went with black and named him Johnny Midnight as a, no, as a nod to the Kimmer. Makes us smile every time we say his name. The Kimmer came back on the air. So glad to have him back on the radio with Pete and Flounder, of course. Pictures attached. Love Kelly. Uh, the real K, a, a, a political junkie, Joe me. Oh, so now, should I get this address here? It has an address. Uh, and it calls her, I guess it's... Uh, no. Well, it says, it says, Love Kelly, the real K. Brett political junkie, join me on and gives the uh, a web address. Which means, obviously... Uh, I want to support this person to say thank you. Uh, it's kbsos.com. I mean, they put that on there for me to read, so I'm, I'm, I don't think that's bad. I assume they would be okay. They probably want the publicity, so I'm hobbling them out here. That's all. Uh, and uh, oh, and speaking of Johnny Midnight, I have to, I've got to come up with it. I'm, I'm still trying to. But, but shall I tell the sure. quick story of what Johnny Midnight is for the people who don't know? Or just, nobody, no, nobody. because no, you can't. You can't do it until you actually do one. Then you can explain oh, well, who he is. Because well, you've been lollygagging for years now. And and by the way, the, the Paris Olympics start in a few months. <laughs> and you haven't done an Olympic thing. Since I know. I, I'm going to do them all. I'm going to do them all. I'm going to do them all. 
with the family from uh, South Africa. It would be one of my family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, Sleskaya Papakakov, the famous Russian gymnast, will be among the many entertainers well, and performers. Don't forget her coach, <laughs> Olga yes. Kachakakov. Exactly. We wouldn't want to leave anybody out in the little town of Feltritz, uh, Finland. So, again, those are the kinds of things where you just. Uh, five. T- <laughs> Five ten, give her feet into a flounder. And again, if you haven't heard, if you just got, you haven't been in touch with the news this afternoon. This is astounding. The uh, the, the Fulton Floozy Fanny and her lover boy have been caught clearly, if not out, out, well, it's been perjury. Clearly they're lying, deceiving the court in their testimony from last week. And it's really unbelievable. Just a couple of highlights. Fanny the Floozy and her special prosecutor lover, Nathan Wade, were having late-night trysts at her apartment well before they claimed their romantic relationship began. And it makes a difference because then all kinds of charges could happen if they could prove that she, one, was lying under oath and lying to the judge. Uh, the AT&T records are gleaned from a number of times that their phone pinged off specific cell phone towers. There was an investigation about the number of times her ex-lover visited her at her apartment in Hapeville neighborhood. How about this? He apparently visited her condo or her apartment 35 times staying overnight before she hired him. Now, maybe he slept on the couch after they watched a movie together just holding hands. I don't know. But either that's nonsense. 35 times overnight at her place before she admitted it. There was so much focus on uh, specific events. They knew he would get there at 10 at night and leave at 4.35 in the morning and stuff like that. They went on and on and on. Uh, She was renting the apartment from a close friend who says, oh, yeah, they were lovers long before she admitted it. So that's two. Uh, This kills me. Listen, listen, listen to this. Lover boy and little Miss Tickler made more than 2,000 voice calls to each other and exchanged just about 12,000 text messages in one 11-month period in 2021. 2021, of course, is before 2022 when she claims they started having an affair. So she got caught in a lie with that. She also got caught because they were caught 2,000 voicemails in 11 months and 12,000 text messages. That's more than 1,000 a month. But in a court of law, that does not prove anything about an affair. Well, I will. I, well, okay. All right. I, I will. Uh, however, if you go to bed and your grass is green and you wake up in the morning and there's snow on the ground, uh, it snowed last night, but you can't prove Look, it. <laughs> okay. I mean, all you're night, freaking killing me here. <laughs> could have been all night twister parties. He brought the Mazzola. <laughs> on the internet together doing, what's that game? A, a snorkel or wordle? Or what's the one you had? Jemanji. Jenga. Jenga. <laughs> yeah, it could be. That could be a perfect explanation. Now, but here's the, th- here's the thing, and this is important. Trump's attorney, Stephen Sadow, by the way, this guy's brilliant. They should have known not to mess with him. Stephen Sadow said to, uh, Will, uh, to Wade when he was on the phone, so if the phone records were infl- reflected, you made calls from the same location as her condo before before November 2021, on several occasions, would the phone records be wrong? He said, if the phone records reflected that, yes, they would. He said, they'd be wrong. He said, yes, they'd be wrong. Well, that was a lie. And during her firing testimony, Willis replied when asked how many times he visited her at the condo, she said, oh, I don't think often. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. And, and Sato said, well, let's say more than 10. Uh, I'm not sure even if that's accurate. And she said, oh, I don't, re- I don't remember him being there a lot. You know, she said, well, we, you know, sometimes he'd pick, we'd go to eat somewhere and stuff, you know, stuff. Oh, my God. 
2,000 voice calls, 12,000 text messages, overnight stays by the dozen. Uh, and, um, and by the way, she also misled the judge completely and entirely. And if nothing else, he has the right to suspend her from having any part of this. I don't know why. She, after all this came out this afternoon, I can't believe she hasn't made an announcement saying she's off the case. They can't possibly think she can make this through. I mean, the balls on these people. She lied under oath about phone calls and visits and everything else. She, if not that, she, she definitely obfuscated with the judge. She misled him. It, I mean, it, God. It's, so, it's so cute how you still believe in rule of law. In I know. Fulton, I'm so sorry. What an idiot. 514. Well, we'll clear it up now after Holy Crap and Sports with Pete next. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, coming up, the story of the idiot Democrat mayor <laughs> who gave away the freebies for illegal invaders. And they said, gee, what are we supposed to do with this? Well, we'll find out. But first, holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. Braves getting ready for their first spring training game tomorrow against yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Spencer Strider will start the game, oh, which is good. The Spencer. Doctor. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Okay, the I don't know that's a new nickname for him. Okay, <laughs> Has he still got his mustache. He got his porn mustache. I believe he does. Outstanding. I believe he does. Yes, sir. Uh, guess who's playing first base tomorrow? I'll bet you it will be. I'll no hold now. I know this. I know this. I think I read something about this on the uh, in the thing. Hold on. Uh, it might be O'Reilly. It might be uh, Austin Riley or no. Nope. Oh no no. I think nope. it's uh, Ozuna. Marcel yes. Ozuna. Right. To, in fact, there was a story about how uh, he came up and then he sucked and then he had a problem with the thing and then he came back and I had a great year last year and now they're mm -hmm. going to try to get him playing more and put him over at first base. Not that we want him to take over from our first baseman, no, no, but no, just no. to be ready that in case. And he's been he's, he's practicing and learning and I think that's a very smart idea. Outstanding. It's good for him. Yeah. It's good for him. Yeah. I heard on the Cellini and Domino show on Sister Station 680 The Fan, Jared Kelnick saying he's made a promise to himself to never kick another water cooler again. <laughs> why? Gee, why, I wonder. <laughs> he missed some time last season yeah, in Seattle yeah. by doing that. Hurt no. his foot there, so that no, was not smart. Not good, no. And the MLB players are still not happy with the new uniforms, especially the part where the pants are see-through. Yeah. One fan tweeted, uh, I'm going to buy my wife a pair of MLB pants instead of lingerie this year <laughs> for her birthday. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, they must have known that. How could they not know that they could see through the pants when they've tried them on? I mean, my God. Uh, only Rob Manfred could oversee something <laughs> this horrible. Did, didn't, he have them bring the the, didn't he have them bring the freaking things to him and say, okay, let's take a look at what you've got no, here? My God. He's an idiot. Roger Goodell, the NFL, would never let it get this far, but Manfred the moron would do something Unbelievable. like this. They still haven't fixed it. They must not yeah. have heard from the players. They, they didn't try it. They didn't get comments. I mean, this is unbelievable. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Chris Mino said, well, now we'll know who wears the cups and who doesn't now. Well, there you are. Because a lot of a lot of players yeah. don't wear them anymore. Yeah, that's right. Which, <laughs> well, now they're smart. well, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, they made us wear it. little league. They made us wear it. We never we we wore High them occasionally, but but we, I used to hate them because they're just they're they're yeah. bad. 
you know, they're, they're you can't, as a running back and a middle linebacker, I really didn't like it because it affected <laughs> everything. It's nothing I remember running. I was eight or nine years old over at Glenwood Hills, which isn't there anymore. And I remember they handed these things to us and go, what is this? Well, you put that down there. It's like, what? Yeah, where, what? wait a minute now. <laughs> and, you know, it felt uncomfortable. Yeah, it was horrible. I mean, I, I hate them. Yeah, no good. Uh, Georgia State is expected to hire Georgia running backs coach Del McGee as its head coach, according to ESPN. McGee is joining the Panthers after spending the past eight years as the Bulldogs' assistant with the running backs. He played at Auburn. He's 50 years old and played for the Arizona Cardinals for three games back in 98. Hmm. The NCAA expected to move up the early signing period to December 4th, whatever that means. And Falcons running back Bajan Robinson tells Sports Illustrated he is expecting a big season in 2024, super big. Robinson wants to rush for 2,000 yards. Good. I like it. I like that attitude. Which would be That'd be 1,024 more than he got last year <laughs> under the offensive genius, well. the you know, basically Dan Henning lookalike Arthur Smith. Uh, basically, he split the touches almost 50-50 with Tyler Algier. Yeah. Okay, I love Tyler Algier. There's no reason in hell that should have happened. Arthur Smith doing that is what got him fired. You do not expect to see that happen again under yeah. the new offensive coordinator, Zach Robinson. That will not happen. It should yeah. be at least 70-30, Robinson over Algier. Yeah, actually, he's a like star. Yeah. So anyway. yeah. yeah. Uh, the Falcons have re-signed long snapper Liam McCullough. He'll be back for his third year in Atlanta. And guess who isn't happy with the Chiefs signing punter Matt Ariza, who's been cleared of his rape charge. The Swifties are none too pleased. Oh, God. Yeah. I got news for you, Swifties. It was a real cute year. Everybody had a little fun with the Taylor Travis Hallmark movie. But 99.9% of all Kansas City Chiefs fans don't give a tinker's cuss what you think about personnel moves that Andy Reid makes with the Chiefs. So take your drama and your blind hero worship and go back to posting heart and cat emojis on the gram. That's my opinion. We welcome. Well, let's re- let's reflect. We have kind of a delay thing going here, so I hope you're working out okay with this. We interrupt you, but, but as I remember the story, this kid was accused by this girl. She was basically gang raped. It was the complaint, and it turned out that she realized after the fact, and, and just recently, uh, she realized that he and he complained or he he, he uh, stated in the beginning he was at the party, but he never went in the room when all the rest of them did. He left long before it ever even happened. He was at the place, but he was not one of the guys who did it and and then she said oh my god that's right he wasn't even there and now the girls are complaining about him they ought to complain about the girl if you really care about women's rights and supporting uh, you know the truth and advertising for god's sakes you ought to be complaining about the girl to make sure they don't, don't keep pulling this kind of stuff that kid's ruins reputation forever I mean, for some people, at least, it would probably be on his freaking tombstone. The man falsely accused, or, you know, I mean, and prevented him from being a kicker in the NFL. It's cost, cost him, what, a year or two in the NFL? Cost him his livelihood, his reputation? My God. And the Swifties are complaining about this? <laughs> Please. You, you got the wrong angle. You got, you got the wrong part. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Guess what Taylor Swift has banned Travis Kelsey from doing? Well, I don't think we're supposed to be talking about this after the email I got from Flounder's friend that says he doesn't want no more Kimmer talking about Taylor freaking Swift. I know. No, no, that's you. Yeah, I, I know. Say oh, okay, good. Okay, okay. Uh, what's the question you. again? What's the question again? But what has Taylor Swift banned Travis Kelsey from doing? Uh, having sex with other girls? I uh, among other, I probably uh, uh, strip clubs. Oh, oh. Well, he shouldn't be going to strip clubs anyway. Why would he want to go to a strip club? 
I mean, seriously. In, by, in fact, he loves, well, he loves strip clubs. Well, uh, then he probably shouldn't go. If, uh, I didn't go to a strip club on my uh, bachelor. I had a, a bachelor party, and I refused to go to a strip club. And I and there were strippers there uh, at the party, and I told them uh, that I didn't want them to do anything because <clears throat> I, w- I was honoring my uh, bride to be. And I and he should obviously never go to another strip club as long as he's with her, just because. Uh, and plus, you know, why, for what? When he and they come over and say, say I mean, I I don't get it. Why? And you know, looking what you can't have for the one thing. I mean, that's just why would you do that to yourself? I saw the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life was a stripper naked to her little tippy toes at the Gold Club. That year, what they invited me as a special guest in their special lounge area up there, and she was the star. Oh, she was magnificent. I mean, it's like uh, you couldn't have sculpted and drawn uh, from artists from heaven a, a more, a more a spectacularly perfect woman in every way. And so I'm thinking to myself, I, I lasted about four minutes. And so why, 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 what am I doing here? This is stupid. You know. Anyway, I don't know. Why would you go to a club when she wouldn't want to? Good for, good for her. I don't blame her. There, sorry. I couldn't have done a better job of emasculating her if I tried. <laughs> it shows honor to the girl. I mean, my God, it's just, it's you know, it's just a gentleman can be, you know, sensitive. <clears throat> oh, now Which laid the bait. groundwork for a lifelong commitment between. <laughs> One of the categories on Single Jeopardy for Thursday's show was 40 years ago, 1984. So the lady contestant chose the $800 clue, which led the program to show a pic of male figure skater Scott Hamilton. Yeah. Male yeah. figure skater. Yeah. The clue was, at the Winter Olympics, this American won gold with a four-and-a-half-minute program that featured triple jumps. So the woman buzzed in and answered, who is Mary Lou Retton? <laughs> <laughs> Who not only is not male, but she's not a skater. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the sad thing is, both he and Retton have had health issues lately. <laughs> yeah, Hamilton announced yesterday or earlier this week that he's had now three fights with brain cancer, yeah. and this time he's not going to undergo yeah. surgery for no, it. No surgery. Yeah. He's, well, he said he said he will not undergo surgery until he starts feeling the uh, the effects of not having surgery. In other words, he doesn't want to preclude it. He, he wants if he starts feeling bad, then he'll think of doing it. But he's not going to do it until he needs to. So tough. Your Atlanta Hawks back in action tonight in State Farm Arena against the Raptors. And Chris Haynes came for Shaquille O'Neal during TNT's NBA tip-off last night at the pregame between the Lakers-Warriors game. Haynes told Shaq that he wouldn't believe who just asked about him. When Shaq asked who, Haynes said, Nobody. Gee, I, gee, I wonder where I heard where that I earlier in the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, you know who was wondering about you? Who? Nobody. <laughs> Ouch. Nobody. God. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like you're not going to use that tonight on somebody. Uh, yeah, me. some chick. Uh, yeah. So Shaq, Shaq did not take it lying down. He immediately oh. shot back, well, have fun because you about to be working for ESPN Deportes tomorrow. Better learn Spanish. <laughs> Very funny. I love it. On this date, February 23rd, 1958, five-time Formula One World Drivers Champion Juan Manuel Fangio is kidnapped by Cuban rebels under Fidel Castro's yeah. orders. He was released after the Cuban Grand Prix. Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, I saw it on history list, yeah. 1968, Will Chamberlain became the first NBA player to score 25,000 women. 
1985, <laughs> Indiana basketball coach Bobby Knight throws a chair over the court. They say onto the court. It yeah. slid all the no, way across yeah, the court. It was court, flying, bouncing, flying all through the hardwood. Yep. Uh, 2021, Tiger Woods crashed his car, a courtesy car, driving south of L.A., injuring both his legs. And, of course, he made a complete recovery and has won three straight Masters. So, no, that's never going to happen again. No, it's over. And finally, 1960, 28 months after the Dodgers play their last game in Brooklyn, the demolition of Ebbets Field begins. Mm. A wrecking ball painted up like a baseball, which is kind of pathetic, actually, uh, began its work on the ballpark. The Dodgers had played there for 44 years. They wheeled in wheelchair-bound Roy Campanella, the team's former all-star catcher, three-time NL MVP. He is given an urn of dirt from behind home plate as just 200 people show up to watch. Oh, my God. For the tearing down of Ebbets Field? They wouldn't want yeah. souvenirs from the, the Dodgers called Dodgers because of the railroad tracks. They had to dodge all the uh, streetcars so to get, oh, my yeah. God. I can't yeah. believe. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Roy Campanella was, was uh, paralyzed. In a, uh, was it a car wreck, I think? It was a traffic yeah, accident, wasn't it? Yeah, car accident. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, a couple of sports birthdays, Pete. Ed Tutal Jones, 73 years old, 6 feet 9. Dallas Cowboy yeah, legend. Dominating. Yep, and Fred Bulitnikoff, the star receiver, a little kind of a bald-headed, uh, skinny little guy. Man, he I could love run. that guy. Yeah, he, I used to love to. He had, he was very angular, seemed to. I, I remember him being, but he would snag that ball, man. He, he was called the, everything. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was like he it was like Spider Man. I mean, he just had glue. He just wig, just snag it. Well. He, he did have he did some have, glue. Yeah, they did have a glue on his hands. Anyway, Fred Blitnikoff's 81. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to do the uh, detailed story of the actual facts concerning Wilt the Stilt with a Kimber Pete and Flounder next. And, uh, Flounder's Funny's coming up. And, uh, oh, we got stuff. Uh, Kevin, yeah, look out. 5.30, 5.30 right here. Why that Shannon Bream is freaking beautiful. God, she's on. They're talking about San Francisco stores now have to escort customers to shop. If you want to go into certain stores in San Francisco and you are looking for stuff, they'll say, well, here, I'll guide you. What are you looking for? And they have to escort you shopping through the store because otherwise they're going to steal everything. And they get away with it because they pass laws. And again, California. This thing, they want Governor Newsom to be your president. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's a Shannon Breams on it. says, she is so beautiful. But she's smart. She's a legal expert, Supreme Court correspondent. She was Miss somebody or other and Miss America. She's just and smart and classy and uh, very religious. And she's just serious and just gorgeous. Man, she is so pretty. Uh, 536, Kim Repeat and Flounder. And this is David Bowie. We talked about Jim Bowie with a knife. This is David Bowie. And in 1974, Rebel Rebel entered the British chart and reached number five. Originally written for the aborted Ziggy Stardust musical, in 1973, Rebel Rebel was Bowie's last single in the glam rock style that was his trademark. It was also his first hit since 1969, not to feature lead guitarist Mick Ronson. What does it mean it was his, his last single in the glam rock style? What did he do after glam rock? He, he had a little phase, like the thin white Duke phase and stuff. He would, uh, every three or four years, he would change his persona. 
Okay, I, I didn't know that. Our birthday list includes uh, Tom Bodet. I'll leave the light on for you. Motel 6 spokes legend. Tom Bodet is 69 years old today. <laughs> they still have Motel 6s? I, I haven't, don't think I've seen a Motel 6 in years. I've been in them. I used to go to them. Uh, because they were clean and cheap. I'm sure and, you, you know, did. I, well, no, I mean, if you're driving across country, <laughs> I need a bed to sleep in for five hours and hit the road again, so I don't give a damn. Or an much. hour. Yeah, or, or an hour at a time, sure. Um, my first wife, I, I'll start off. Okay, 537. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm more on uh, one of the things you mentioned in 19, was it 68? Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain of the 76ers became the first NBA player to score 25,000 points. And I had written down here, uh, became the first player to score with 25,000 women, or, uh, I mean, points in the NBA. And the reason I did that, just like Pete did, is because, in fact... Well, now I can't find my story. Oh, here we go. Uh, Here is the situation. A firestorm erupted when Will uh, Will Chamberlain testified and told people publicly that he had had sex with 20,000 women. The country at the time was in the middle of an AIDS crisis. Activists criticized Wilt for his promiscuity. African-American circles said he was promoting black racial stereotypes. Feminists resented his blatant sexism for using women in such a matter. Despite that, Wilt Chamberlain never backed down. He simply stated, I was laying it out there for people who were curious. He was emphatic. He never went to bed with a married woman. I was just doing what was natural, chasing good-looking ladies, whoever they were and wherever they were. But could he really sleep with 20,000 different women? Well, he started having sex at the age of 15. Up until the age of 55, when, he, when the book was published, he would have had to 40 years to sleep with 20,000 women, 500 women a year. Easy math, that's 1.4 women a day. According to friends, Wilt loved threesomes. He was intimate with 23 different women on one road trip. He was a lifelong insomniac, sometimes not sleeping at all. He'd take a woman to bed anytime he couldn't fall asleep. Uh, the time factor, a childhood friend says, I don't remember him ever having a date. He was a virgin in high school. Uh, uh, he did have a six-month schedule for 14 seasons playing pro ball. That's 82 games, not including that on stuff. Anyway, uh, they're saying that, well, that he, he, you could figure it out, especially that they were all over him. Even if it's only half true, uh, and I'll bet it's I'll bet it's close. I mean, they imagine women. You know, he's seven feet something. He's Will Chamberlain, and if you're a groupie, and if you're you know looking for, I mean, hell, you know, the women who wanted to meet with me just because I was a TV anchorman twenty years ago or whatever. I mean, it's unbelievable, and, and I can I'll bet it's true. Uh, with I'll bet it's true. Yeah. Back in your Motel 6 days. <laughs> hey, ho, 539. Oh, uh, yeah, would you like to come down and watch me do a newscast one night? Oh, God, could I? Oh, God, oh, God. Boing. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I was wrong. Motel. It was wrong. Well, it was wrong, and I I, I, I don't regret a minute. <laughs> I was single. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was single, and what am I supposed to say? Oh, I saw you on TV last night. Well, I'm just doing my laundry. Oh, oh my God. No, sorry. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. It was just, okay, that's all I got. Okay, the memory. Give me a break. I got a memory. I'm an insect. All right, thank you very much. I'm a secondary freaking virgin, okay? Thank you. Look it off my back. Anybody kiss my foot? 540. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Democrat mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser. What an idiot. She distributed thousands of dollars to low-income moms, no strings attached, as an equitable economic recovery strategy, offering setting the uh, cost of child care. All these illegal invaders, are, and by the way, the uh, illegal aliens, the actual legal term, not Im- illegal immigrant. Uh, so these invaders are coming in. Uh, an economic policy expert said uh, her misdirection of funds is absolutely outrageous. They had 132 mothers in the program choosing whether to receive a monthly payment of $900 
or get ten grand eight hundred ten thousand eight hundred in a lump sum. It was a pilot program. Uh, these handouts actually trap people in a cycle of poverty, according to economic folks here. One recipient named Kanathea Miller said she took the money, and uh, some of it I just left alone. The other side is I wanted to blow it. I wanted to have fun. My kids got to experience something I never would have been able to do if I didn't have that money. She went on a five-day, $6,000 trip to Miami, had a boat tour, exposed them to million-dollar homes and luxury yachts. In what she called a rare moment of self-indulgence, Miller spent $180 ahead of the vacation to get her hair and nails done. She took her kids shopping, <coughs> got them all new outfits and toys for the hour toys for the trip. <laughs> and, and now, see, some of these people are saying, you know, it goes a long way to be helping some of these neighborhoods if you're just giving people to take trips at these legal immigrants. And one thing, if, if, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm avoiding your uh, uh, signal there, Flounder. No, I was testing it. I was, I, oh, okay. I was about to hit it, and I didn't realize I had that problem. Well, it's up. coming up in about 20 seconds, so we'll do that. But this woman, uh, the mayor would have been better off spending the money on reducing crime. I mean, the girls spend it on luxury uh, you know, tours. Is, this is unbelievable. And by the way, this is amazing. I just learned this today. The, one of the most interesting things about English I've ever known. Did you realize that the word listen and silent use the same letters? Sort of interesting. Did you know that the word race car spelled backwards is race car? Did you know that eat, E-A-T, is the only word that if you take the first letter and make it the last letter, it spells its past tense, eight. A-T-E, fairly interesting. Have you noticed that if you rearrange the letters in illegal immigrants and just add a couple more, it spells, go home, you freeloading, benefit-grabbing, resource-sucking, non-English-speaking asses, <laughs> and take those other hairy-faced, sandal-wearing, bomb-making, meth-pushing, camel-riding, goat-shagging, raggedy-ass back rag-pickers with you. It's amazing. Just arranging the letters, it comes out like that. Uh, 543. <laughs> so we have to walk our dog now, and our dog is always, like, pulling us on the leash. She's always, like, yanking us. And my neighbor's dog doesn't do that. It always, like, walks right next to him. And I asked him, I was like, how'd you get your dog to walk next to you like that? And he said, we bought one of those choke collars, uh -huh. those things that, like, stabs the dog's neck. <laughs> and I was like, golly, dude. Uh, <laughs> all right. So if I don't have that, should I just hold a machete under it throat? <laughs> like a hostage situation? It was a good night, man. Uh, uh, how'd y'all potty train them? Did you buy two dogs? And the first one that peed, you just shot it in front of the other one? <laughs> Is that just Selnick? That's uh, Nate Bargatze. Yeah, Bargatze. I <laughs> <laughs> I use when I have I use, I don't have the comedy part of it. I have the uh, XM stereo whatever they call it, uh, F, 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 well, Sirius XM but they used I used to get the free uh, comedy parts they have the comedy channels but now they started charging a bundle for this stuff so I dropped it but he was on um, one of my favorites of all time Jesselnick uh, uh, Jesselnick and I'll have to uh, check Gates. tonight but you might be able to get cuz you know how a lot of times they try and steer you towards the app yeah, uh, specials I'll uh, offer you. Yes, yeah, so, but again, you may have it free on the app versus on your car, so I'll download the oh. app and we'll find out. Oh, excellent. Well, I, I had no idea. Thank you so much. Uh, 544 uh, with a Kimmer Pete and a Falounder. And let's see what else we got here. Uh, Donald Trump uh, pledging to defend Christianity against the left. He was in Nashville. 
And he says, the, uh, of course, the primaries tomorrow in South Carolina. He wasn't a national. Uh, well, he was when he said this, but he's now he was in South Carolina today. And their primary is tomorrow. And Nikki Haley is still in it, although she said, well, I better do a lot better than I did the last one. Uh, so uh, she's kind of inkling the fact that if she gets creamed tomorrow, that she's going to have to call it quits. And by the way, what is her? why is she hanging in there? I mean, seriously, it's not proving anything. There's, you can't possibly believe that anybody who was going to vote for Donald Trump would suddenly say, gee, more she's starting to make a lot more sense. Now, you I, know, I, th- I, mean? I think the only reason she's sticking in is she thinks one of these cases is going to go yeah. the other way, and exactly. then she's going to be the candidate. Well, yeah. uh, I, I, think that, I think that's probably the, the, the best common explanation for it, but uh, I'll bet you if that happens, an off, like Tim Scott and Ron DeSantis, I mean, the people are going to vote for them over her. I mean, the only thing—the only thing I get excited about Nikki Haley is when I think about her uh, forcing me to shoving me in the back seat of her SUV so she can climb on my lap like she did with that guy. <laughs> Jeez, geez, that's pretty exciting. But that's not a reason I'm going to vote for president. I mean, hell, they—if if Trump gets things, she's not going to be the candidate. It's going to be DeSantis. Anyway, uh, 5.45. So I don't know what she's doing. She's ruined. I mean, it's not like she you knows she's in it all the way. Well, what difference is that? Anyway, I don't get it. Uh, it's a quarter six already. Holy cow. Kim repeat and flounder. Look out. There we go. I want to say it. I want to say it. Got breaking news, by the way, coming up in a bit. 5.50, 10 before 6 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And on this day in 1965, the filming began on the Beatles' follow-up to A Hard Day's Night on location in the Bahamas. The working title of Eight Arms to Hold You. Other locations for filming included London, Salisbury Plain, the Austrian Alps, New Providence Island. I don't know where that is. Twickenham Film Studios. The Beatles said the film was inspired by the classic Marx Brothers film Duck Soup and also directly satirical of the James Bond series of films. Their follow-up to A Hard Day's Night. 1965 filming. Uh, birthday list includes uh, Damon John. He's 55, the Shark Tank star, founder of the uh, CEO of FUBU. Finally, unreliable bastards united. I have no idea what that means. Uh, Shark, uh, Draymond Green. And on this day in history, I used to love these. Uh, 1896. I, I, I used to love them back in 1896, in fact, uh, when they first came out. Yes, these cardboard-like uh, chewy knots of something. Leo Hirschfeld invented the Tootsie Roll. Love <laughs> I used to love the Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Unless they get stale. If they get stale, it's uh, you don't want it. When they get like you, t- you open it up and it's sort of, sort of tan, you know, like lighter color. No, then, then it's too good. But the Tootsie Rolls were great. Uh, and they're good for, and by the way, I'm not making this up. They were also good uh, in the service for uh, plugging bullet holes. Uh, they would uh, actually use them in, uh, I think, Korea. They first started using uh, things like that. They were in sea rations or something over there. Well, whatever. Also, speaking of war, 1991, <clears throat> this didn't take long. The Persian Gulf War, American troops crossed the border with Saudi Arabia into Iraq. Three and a half days later, the war was over. Iraqi forces either surrendered or fled. We're, we're mowed down by the hundreds of thousands. You know, they weren't exactly as tough as everybody Run thought. Away. <laughs> Run away! Run <laughs> away! Uh, 552, Kevin Pete and Flounder. 
Uh, uh, just in, in the uh, Lake and Riley case, uh, authorities now have a suspect in custody in connection with the homicide of 22-year-old nursing student from Augusta University found dead on the University of Georgia campus yesterday. They, uh, no indications of a continuing threat. Uh, quick briefing. They're questioning a person of interest, and they previously att- uh, she previously attended the uh, nursing program at Augusta's Athens campus, where she made the dean's list. Police asking anybody who saw anything to get a hold of them. Uh, she was noon Thursday. The intramural fields, and uh, that's where they found Riley with visible injuries. They received a call from a concerned friend. She had gone uh, biking or went for a run, I guess, and didn't come back. And uh, autopsy results are pending Friday. They believe the death was a murder, and classes have been canceled. And now they have a guy in custody. I'm trying to find a name here or who it was, and I don't see anything. No name. No name yet, or uh, uh, some whoever was of interest. I know they were investigating uh, across the street or nearby. There was a gas station. They were looking in the dumpsters and things like that in the area. Obviously doing an investigation. So anyway, they have a guy in custody, and it says suspect. I don't know whether, obviously, not had been arrested or they would have mentioned that part of it. Uh, 553, holy cow, let's see. Oh, by the way, I'm kind of glad this is happening, and it's a little late, but still, I mean, it's, you know, the other shoe's dropping now with Uvalde. Remember the case of Uvalde. The school shooting, well, law enforcement officers are now ordered to appear before a grand jury investigating after two years of the deadly Uvalde school shooting. Uh, to, uh, they were hesitant to confront the lone gunman. Subpoenas for in-person hearings have been issued. The hearing is set to begin in the courthouse next week in, in Texas. Uh, they'll have multiple agencies called. The 12-member panel of the grand jury will investigate officers for failing to urgently stop the gunman in the May 2022 school massacre. They're expected to consider the trove of evidence. 376 law enforcement officers des- uh, descended upon the school after the active shooter call went out. Had law enforcement agencies followed generally accepted practices in active shooter situations gone right after the shooter and stopped them, lives would have been saved. Hundreds of law enforcement officers waited 70 minutes, seven zero minutes on site before one team finally breached the fourth grade, uh, grade classroom and confronted the 18-year-old scumbag who had an AR-15 style rifle and fired 140 rounds in the school. Five officers in Texas have already been fired or reassigned. Uvalde school police chief at the attack uh, was fired. Uh, the acting police chief shortly after also resigned. And now they're going to the grand jury is going after all the other officers who didn't do squat. And they're going to have to explain themselves. Which, by the way, is is uh, fine with me. You know, get to the freaking bottom of it. All right, now what's the, oh god, we got another balloon going over Colorado. Oh my god, Pete just said yep. this. Holy cow! <laughs> the U.S. military is tracking a high altitude balloon over Colorado, according to U.S. officials. Uh, the aircraft spotted the balloon and claim it is not a threat. They're looking into the purpose of it. America sent military aircraft to investigate. As you recall, last February, America shot down a Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina. That was kind of fun to watch. And so we they're not saying that this was a spy balloon particularly. I'm getting a call from Humana. Give me a low. Give me a break. Stop calling me. Uh, anyway, uh, and so now how are we here? just hearing about this? Colorado isn't exactly a border state. <laughs> anyway, uh, so here we go again, uh, perhaps. Good Lord. Uh, let's see, where were we? Where were we? Oh, and by the way, if you're thinking of going, uh, traveling to the south in the Caribbean and so forth, tropical resorts popular with Americans are no longer off limits for cartel killers. 
Apparently now the cartels are fighting each other, because, and they're saying now because of social media, a whole new kind of people are going to places in Mexico. Uh, the, the cartels have become war zones. The rules have changed. The old guard code is out the window. Resorts are open range. Uh, it's like an open shop. Social media influences have attracted an influx of travelers, and the gangs have never seen people like that before. With all these young kids coming up through the cartel ranks, there's no respect for anything. They don't give a damn. It's become a free-for-all. Travelers sucked into the violence, targets or robberies, sex trafficking, innocent bystanders, wrong place at the wrong time. I'll tell you, I'll never go back to... Man, we used to go to Mexico, rent a Jeep, and take off into the hills. Never thought of... Never for a minute thought about, about gangs or being captured or kidnapped or anything like that. Just took off. Go, a lot of... All over the country, Mexico. A lot of Motel 6s out there in Not the too Mexican many Motel Well, we did the same thing in Puerto Rico and the same thing in uh, Acapulco. And this, I mean, everywhere I went, I would do the same thing, but not anymore. Not anymore. Not that I would... You no. Know, it'd be fun to go by myself now and, 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 and traverse the same area. <laughs> just, just to reminisce. You know, I remember when... Uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, smoke a little doobie, have a little margarita on the side, and uh, go to the beach and say, oh, I remember the time when, uh, yeah, oh, that's right. No, that wasn't me. That was somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> have we got another funny in there? I didn't even ask you. Hey, oh, Flowers in the back there. Do you have another funny to play or not? It's, uh, we got I, a I do not. No, okay. Well, don't, don't, worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, five fifty, Almost 558 with a Kim Repeat and Flounder. Oh, uh, the good heavens. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Leftover stuff. Oh, this, this was incredible. Uh, President Stupid Face is bragging about how he uh, didn't let the Supreme Court stop him from giving away all that money to student loans, even though the Supreme Court said you're not allowed to do it. So he just signs another executive order, another $1.2 billion. Bragging about um, he, how happy he is to break the law and uh, to break the rules of the yeah. United States Supreme Court. He did what Andrew Jackson did when the Supreme Court says you cannot round up the Cherokee Indians and send them on a trail of tears to Oklahoma. And Andrew Jackson said, well, tell their army to stop my army from doing it. Yeah, and he did it and uh, has never been forgiven for, uh, forgiven for it for good reason. I mean, that was yeah. an abomination. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, plans, Pete, for the weekend? Well, like I said, I'm going to go see a friend play a little music at a pub tomorrow. Maybe find some Excellent. trivia or something. But I'm just enjoy the outdoors. Outstanding. And Flounder, Miss Veronica, hope she's feeling better. Going to a party, a birthday party. I birthday think party this evening. I'll probably hang with my dad on Sunday. All right. And again, I, I don't want to dwell on this, but it's important. I, I hit a deer, glanced, glancing blow from a deer in the dark on Terrell Mill Parkway, Terrell Mill Road last night, going east from uh, Powers Ferry, taking a ride on Terrell Mill and going in the dark right past Indian Trail. For all he's an area, I can't. I can't believe they're out at night. It was dark, like 7 o'clock, two deer, and the second one banged off my front bumper, going 40 miles an hour. I, mean, I slammed on the brakes, thank God. But, yeah. It's a gang of daredevil deer <laughs> hanging out on Terrell Mill. Dodging the Kimmer. What are they doing? on? It's 45 miles an hour Be out there. Be on the lookout. Night with headlights. And, anyway. All right, I got to go. You're killing me. Well, have a great oh, weekend, boys. It's super fine, super fine. And I got to get up. Hop hopping a hoop. <laughs> Stand by. I'll be out of here. This is an extra 1063 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 1063 FM or download the extra 1063 app. 
spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves' 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. 